Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Ringside Rundown Podcast. My name is Eric Vasquez. Joining me on the line is my podcasting partner in crime. She is Shay Hickson. Shay, what's going on? Oh, what is up? It's been a it's been a fun week, but you know what? We're we're here. We're alive. Yeah. You're you're feeling a little bit better. I know your you know allergies might have gotten to you. I don't honestly know what it was because it didn't turn into a full blown head cold, which is good. But mm-hmm. it was um it was something. But uh, we're here. I took my cough suppressant, so hopefully that helps today. So uh, hopefully it doesn't hijack the episode. No, I think we're gonna be good. We, you know, um, we like to give you an episode uh as best as we can you know we had to take some time off rearrange some things but we're here we're here to give you an episode and we thank you for joining us on this episode for anybody that's new uh what we do here is we talk about professional wrestling and we do that by opening up the the phone lines so to say or the floodgates to our loyal listeners and give them the opportunity to ask us questions regarding things that are happening in pro wrestling. And we give our thoughts and, you know, we rant about stuff, debate stuff. It's a good time. So we appreciate you being here, checking us out. Um, and this episode is a big one. We got a lot of questions, a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of ground to cover. So get comfortable. Hopefully you have your snacks ready. You know, you got the AirPods in, so you're making a sandwich get comfortable on the recliner because this is going to be a big one uh so why don't we start off with the first question all right let's get right into it we have if i remember counting correctly 25 but uh i may be wrong but there is still quite a few um we are going to start with uh jeff's questions and his first question is that uh yuka sakazaki is quote-unquote graduating from tokyo joshi pro wrestling and is embarking on a u.s tour so mm-hmm. Would we like to see her um, sign with a company here full time? And if so, which one? I personally would love to see her in AEW. I know she's had some matches in AEW and she's pretty familiar with uh, with uh, what AEW does. But I feel like AEW does a good job, especially now with a lot of their um, their their Japanese women. They yes. do a great job of booking them and putting them in certain positions where they get a lot of TV time. And I think she would fit in great. I think, you know, with the 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 growing number of women that are joining there, um, it would be great. Another place she'd probably fit in well is Impact. I yeah. think Impact probably has the top wrestling uh, when it comes to the, the women and just their roster with so many talented women, she'd probably do well. I don't know if she would do well in WWE because I feel like they would try to make a character out of her. Um, and she doesn't really need to be a character. I think she's a character within herself. The way she comes out and she presents herself with the bubbly personality. I think she would be really endearing to a lot of people. But I don't think WWE would know what to do with her. I mean, we know uh, they tried to do something with Saray and that didn't really work out, you know. So I feel yeah. like, if anything, AEW or Impact could do some great things with her. I'm happy to see that she um, is uh, most likely going to be coming to the States. So I think that's pretty awesome. And she's talented. I love to see. I, I see a lot of, like, the gifts and the small little snippets of her in uh, Tokyo um doing her thing and I, I really like what she does i think she presents herself i think she could do well in the states yeah i completely agree and i do agree that i feel like impact or AEW would be a good spot for her. um i just think the problem with wwe is they would try to over over complicate things instead of mm-hmm. just letting it go because she's not going to mm-hmm. need like you said the overly 
bubbly personality because she already has one and they would just make a gimmick out of her and it would just be a it would just be a bit of a mess so yeah i think i think she doesn't need a gimmick i think her wrestling ability uh could get her over quite well by itself yeah and the AEW fans are already familiar with her so why not go with what you know i wouldn't be opposed to seeing more of her again because i liked her work when she was in AEW. so i would uh i'd like to see some more but luckily we uh, we're gonna be getting some more of it uh soon i don't know when she's gonna start her tour yet i think jeff probably will know but i'm excited to see her back in the states because she's a damn good wrestler yes all right so all right so we're gonna also get back into some backlash because my goodness uh what a show that was last Mm. week um my god and probably the biggest surprise that we uh we experienced was eo sky's reaction with the puerto rican Mm -hmm. fans because my god you would have thought that um bianca was the bad guy because they turned on her within the span of what not even five minutes of that match yeah that was that was insane what a good match though like, oh so good it, it's it's so cool to see the individual like the individual members of damage control having time to shine on mm-hmm. their own yep. and i and i think that's only going to make the group stronger like we were thinking there's there may be some dissension there you know yeah. if, we, if we fast forward a little bit after backlash there may be a little bit of dissension between eo and the rest of the group but i really think they might have it has some potential if they can keep it together um if maybe dakota and bailey capture the tag titles and eo captures uh the raw women's champ or or the the or you know at the time the raw women's championship for at backlash you know that could have been great um mm-hmm. but the the reaction i i was really surprised um yeah. i i wonder I wonder, you know, it's it's we forget how smart like and how much of a rich history there is in Puerto Rico when it comes to wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, you know, and I I think EO's done a couple not excursions to Puerto Rico, but maybe she, they're familiar. And maybe I don't know if she's ever been to Mexico or anything like that. She may um, have been, you know. So I don't know. It was just it was so surprising you know yeah it, it, i was just surprised and i wasn't mad the the match was it was great the spot where um you know bianca had uh eo up with one arm because yeah. eo's been working the arm which i thought was fabulous she worked the arm the entire match um and then bianca you know almost dropped her on her dome it could have been <sighs> nasty but yeah but the visual itself was such a moment like it was such a a, a real moment there was nothing fake about it you know it was just a great match um and i think it was one of those matches that maybe the front office and the people in charge of creative and stuff like that maybe looked at eo and said that she could be a big time player uh much like a lot of people who came out of backlash but we'll probably talk about that later yeah and i hope it's not one of those like isolated incident things where yeah the puerto rican crowd gave her a big reaction but then we come back to the states and they're just like Oh, yeah, Eo's there, I guess. I kind of hope that continues. Um, yeah. But kind of going into um, the question, Jeff would like to know, because of that big reaction, should WWE consider giving her a title sooner rather than later? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. Because, you know, there, there's not a very large window uh, of opportunity. Um, it's, it's crazy 
the vast difference of how long the women uh, last in the business compared to the men. You know, some men can go on to have 15 to 20 to 25 years in just WWE alone, whereas the window for women is usually around the 8 to 10 year mark, you know? So it's it's a big factor, but the potential uh, for for EO Sky is, is the ceiling for her. There is is not existent because she's so good, yeah. and I f- and I feel like her charisma and her confidence really carries. Like she doesn't really need to when she cuts a promo, even if it's in full Japanese, you're kind of just captivated by it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. You're just, you, 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 I'm glued to her. Like, you know, like I want to see what she does. And then there's the potential. I know at the current feud for the Raw Women's Championship, it looks like it's going to be B- Bianca and Asuka. But what the yeah. potential, everybody wants to see Asuka versus Io. Yes. You know? Yeah, they've been teasing at it how many times for, for years? Yeah, it's just one of those things like... It's like they're they're almost on the same level, but you haven't seen it from Io, but you can tell it's there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that would just be a crazy match. Yeah, and I feel like even if she wouldn't have gotten that big of a reaction in Puerto Rico, I still would have answered the same way to Jeff's question. Yeah, I feel like she does deserve a title because her talent just speaks for herself. And I need an Oscar and EO feud because if you want to see who the best Yoshi wrestler is between the two, uh, you got to see them just kick the absolutely absolute shit out of each other because, mm-hmm. oh, that I, I just want to that's, see it. That's what that's really how I would book it. I'd, I'd book it and tell them go out there, make it look real as possible. Like if yeah. you got to lay in some shots, be comfortable with laying in some shots and just just show me a fight more than a, than a wrestling match exactly i just uh i just want to see it because again we've just been we've been teased so many times for Mm -hmm. this match and it just has not happened and i feel like at some point you got to give it to us you have to and they're on the same brand now so there's no excuse you have to they're both on smackdown so you have to just give it to us please i agree i'm just i'm begging you please just uh give it to it but clearly that's not what's happening because right now it looks like it's a bianca and oscar which a little surprised by i didn't think we were going to go back to that again but Mm -hmm. hey why not i mean it was good before um still a little surprised that oscar wasn't the one that beat bianca but you know that's unfortunately how it goes so uh i still think it'll be a good match good feud regardless because if their previous matches give us any indication um how could they not be good because they're both just that talented i i enjoyed uh the setup with oscar coming back and misting her uh yeah. and and the way bianca sold that mist like it was battery acid <laughs> in her, burned eyes. her eyes out yeah i thought i thought it was fantastic you know um and then oscar on social media she's been doing a lot of ad work with uh spicy ramen yeah and things like that and she goes she literally said on twitter i just put that in my mouth the spicy chili sauce and i used that and that, that's <sighs> perfect you know, so I was Ow. like, that's just, that's just genius. You know, just that's tying right. it all together is just yeah. genius. And and the way Bianca sold it was literally like it was like battery acid in her eyes. So yeah. it was just phenomenal. And they're they're phenomenal athletes. So I'm sure this is still going to be a good match. If Bianca doesn't show up with those like blinder sunglasses on next week, mm-hmm. I'm going to be mad because you, you got to sell it. Give that us two eye patches. Perfect. Do something. 
<laughs> give us eye patches, do us do something. But no, she mm-hmm. did a she did a good job. I would um I would also pretend like my eyes melted out of my skull. So uh mm-hmm. it's a good job. It's a good job. But Very um good job. kind of piggybacking off of um his first question about EO, um did she prove in our eyes that she doesn't need damage control to uh, Jeff? She did, but I do love her teaming with Dakota Kai. I mean, I obviously I'm going to agree, but I feel like that's not where we're going right now. Cause it looks like mm-hmm. it's, it looks like it's Bailey and Dakota, but I feel like in a nutshell, damage control doesn't need each other. They, they've all had individual opportunities to shine and show what they're capable of. Yeah. They, you know, they've, been thrown into the the ocean with sharks and they've swam perfectly fine you know so they could go on their own uh i just think the the dynamic especially between dakota and bailey is something you can really really capitalize on and and the thing is with those with those tag titles like it's just like nobody's been able to pick up steam with them nobody no because i thought they were getting the titles back and then that didn't you know didn't happen um so i don't uh, i don't know it's just it's weird um but i do like the little um the little subtle moments that i don't know if i again that's just kind of how we are that i pick up on them where i kind of went back and watched when bailey and dakota came out of backlash and you can kind of see dakota did not want to be out there she was kind of like yeah trying to talk bailey out of it like we shouldn't be doing this what's going on and then it was i think the backstage promo on smackdown with the three of them and you could just kind of see dakota like her facial expressions tell the whole story i feel like she knows something that we don't really know so it's kind of a what is she why is she making that face does she believe what bailey's saying does she not believe does she think something bad's gonna happen like i need to see what's how the story is going to go because ah, it's so tough because I feel like you could have put either one of those two Dakota or EO in that position with Bailey. And I feel like it would have worked because they're both just that damn good that Bailey's jealous of, I mean, in this case, EO because, Oh, you're starting to take my spot that I feel like I deserve. And Dakota's just like, these two are supposed to be my friends. I'm kind of stuck in the middle. Um, who knows where she's going to, what where her allegiances lie, what's going to happen with her. But um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's pretty much pointing towards somebody's going to turn on someone. And I saw this very interesting little tidbit of every time supposedly Bailey has turned on someone, she's always worn red. So mm. I said, People if you see her on these things, like crazy, I, they really do. And so I feel like if I see her wearing red, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, today's the day. It's going to mm-hmm. it's going to happen. So we, we need to keep an eye out, guys. If you see Bailey wearing red, you better um, pay attention because something's going to happen. But That's so um, crazy. it really is like I thought I pick up on certain things, but that kind of stuff. I'm like, OK, you definitely pay way more attention than I do. And I thought I pay attention <laughs> to certain things. But um, but uh. Yeah, going back to the question, I feel like you could easily say all three of Damage Control don't necessarily need each other. They work well together, but if they break mm-hmm. up, you're just like, okay, good. That's, I mean, not good, but it's like, you're not going to be worried that, oh, well, one of them might get like thrown to the wayside and the other two might be good. Or like two out of the three aren't going to amount to anything without Damage Control. They can all stand on their own. So Yeah, I think they've proven that. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a matter of if um, Triple H and them agree, which I would like to think they do. So um, 
it's a matter of time. I feel like the damage control is going to break up. So when they do, I'm going to be interested to see where they go with the three of them because there's a lot of potential there and I'd like to see it come to fruition, but uh, that remains to be seen. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So we kind of already got the answer to half of this question. Who should challenge Bianca and Rhea next? Obviously we already know Bianca's got um, Asuka. So Technically, we'll say who should um, challenge Rhea next. Um, Jeff honestly thought that Io deserved another shot at Bianca, which, I mean, I'm sure she'll get one at some point, I would hope. Um, Mm -hmm. And he would really, I think he's just trying to appeal to me here, would uh, really like to see Shayna versus Rhea. And, I mean, I would not be opposed to that. I would love to see it. But um, it also kind of... Are they just going to, like, swap the titles so it's like i don't know that's the weirdest part about this whole thing is i'm waiting for them to kind of swap the titles because uh Rhea is the smackdown women's champion yeah she's on raw mm-hmm. and bianca is the raw women's champion but she's on smackdown so yeah. i am confused i usually by now they would have probably done the um the swap i know last time that's what yeah. they did and they still haven't <laughs> they didn't end well they and yeah that we all know how that went down uh but they haven't done that yet and they just kind of continued on with the feuds it looks like from what happened on raw Rhea is going to be feud, maybe in a feud or program or just like a one-off against natalia which i'm not, <sighs> a, I'm not opposed to because no. You know, it's it, Natalia is a veteran. Uh, she could put on a good match, no problem. Um, but it's almost like Rhea. We already know Rhea is just at this point better than everybody else. Like, yeah, you know, like she's just that that good in every aspect of the game. Rhea just knocks it out of the park. You know, mm-hmm. being her, being just her character her facial expressions the way she is with dominic and not to, and <laughs> yeah. not to be not to forget her in-ring ability she really understands that her 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 power game is probably what brings her to the game and she's learned how to utilize that you yeah. know and and you know it's nothing flashy it's just hard hitting which is pretty cool uh and it's like it's so weird because at this point like she interjects herself with a lot of male characters and you're just like damn that would be such a good match right (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) let us have it you know it's just you look at it like when she gets face to face with solo you're like oh man that would that'd be money right there and even if she wins it would be great like it's just she's just good and you know, so like it's it's almost like she's just a level above everybody else. It's 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 hard, you know. Who mm-hmm. who who can like? Yeah. It's like who can who can beat her? You know, Natalia. We all know Natalia yeah. is not going to beat her. We already <laughs> no, knew going no. into the match, Zelina was not going to beat her. You know, that was still and a good she, moment, though. Huh. That was still a very good moment, though. I like it that. It was. It was. And I know we're going to talk about that later, so I don't want to give too much away. But we all know, like, she's just she's just that good. She deserves to have a title around her waist. So, like, 
somebody they're gonna have to cultivate somebody that uh you know just looks like they probably can be you know on that same level i don't know yeah i feel like I feel like I would have to go with Jeff because I feel like if you can bring her back to where she was in NXT, I feel like anybody that could beat her would be Shayna. It could be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they had they had a great feud in NXT. I just think the only thing I think is like, it's like how how would you set it off? The jumping off point has to be compelling. It's just it, yeah. It's, it's uh that's the difficult part is you know because you know you don't as I think. Rhea's popularity is just people respect her game you know yeah yeah I feel like I feel like the way I could see it is that she kind of pulls that okay well I've beaten everybody so literally who's left Mm -hmm. and then you could kind of have Ronda come out and have like everyone go ah for fuck's sake please not again we're not doing this and Mm -hmm. then like kind of have Shayna cut her off or kind of have like Shayna interject herself somewhere and be like yeah no I'm kind of tired of writing in your shadow it's kind of my time now I feel like they could do that um if they do remains to be seen because we haven't uh I don't think we Shayna wasn't on Raw uh, Monday if I remember correctly so yeah I feel like it'll take some time but maybe just maybe for my sanity that it might happen but for now it's like yeah Rhea's not losing a title anytime soon yeah She's just too, she's too much of a hot commodity at this point. And I'm definitely not going to complain about that one at all because I love Rhea. So I'm, uh, I'm enjoying this. That's for, that's for damn sure. Um, but speaking of another title, let's talk about the, uh, as some people call it, the consolation prize, um, the new world heavyweight championship. So Jeff understands that Seth Rollins is the hot hand. He's likely going to win this tournament for the title, but how mm. cool would it have been to see Finn Balor and AJ Styles in the, uh, the finals? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, a battle of like the two leaders, like the two OG leaders, not only that, but their respective yeah. leaders of their own groups right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that would, that would have been cool. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not mad the way they set it up between AJ and Seth. Uh, no, now I think, you know, obviously, like like he said, Rollins is the hot hand. He's 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 doing his thing. He probably is going to come out the winner of this thing. But if AJ wins it, I wouldn't be mad either because AJ no. AJ AJ. I I read this stat on Twitter that said AJ is the only Grand Slam champion in both WWE and Impact Wrestling. You know, he is wow. championship caliber talent. AJ is up there to me despite whatever he's doing in WWE at the moment, he's just as good as Kenny Omega. He's just as good as Will Ospreay. He's Mm -hmm. just as good as whoever you consider the best wrestler on this planet right now. He deserves to be in that conversation still to this point, even coming off of an injury, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That opening match with edge and Rey Mysterio was crazy. Yeah, that was such a good match. That was a crazy match. Insane, you know? And yeah. he just proved that he was just one of the best, you know? So I wouldn't yeah. be mad if he, if he won, but Rollins just has it all together. Yeah. You know? You, you just have to. Like Rollins just has all the pieces together, and, and he's working it greatly. Yeah. I mean, 
there's not many wrestlers that can have some or a crowd chant or sing their entrance theme for 10 minutes straight. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other world of just popularity and talent. So as much as that would have been a fun match, you, you have to give it. And as much as AJ would be a deserving champion, you, you got to give it to Seth at this point. Like there's no other, there's no other alternative, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right all right so i feel like this one's um <laughs> this one's directed at me because um, i was named in this question so we we all know that uh my favorite former greatest galaxy's greatest alien chris statlander will be the one to save us from jay cargill mm. um at least if it was up to me but jeff would love to see maki ito be the one to come over and defeat her we need more maki ito in our lives you know what i can't be mad at that i wouldn't be upset at that like Jade would not know how to handle Makito at all. No. She would just like be batshit crazy and Jade would just be like, who is this? Like, I'm not dealing with this and just try to like avoid her at all costs. I mean, that would be fun. That would be fun. I would not be, I would not be mad at that, but uh, you still got to go with stat. Like I'm still trying. I'm still just <laughs> like, at this point, if I just, again, if I just keep saying it and just bringing it into the universe, it's got to happen. At some point, she's got to show up. Maybe a double or nothing. Who knows? We don't know. But mm. oh, give us something, please. Um, anything at this point, please. Because Jade's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, Jade. Jade. They keep throwing opponents at her, and yeah. she keeps doing. I thought. I thought Taya was gonna be the one, but apparently not. Well, now um, she's I, suspended in quotes. In quotes, you know, yeah. but. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad if if Statlander. I think Statlander's a front runner to make it happen. Maki Ito would be great because I feel like the one thing about the TBS Championship that kind of is forgotten is it's named after a network. Yeah. You know, it, you know, even if like it was a TV championship, like you're marketing the 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 show, mm -hmm. and I think Maki Ito in the states with even all her craziness and all kind of. <laughs> Her vulgarity in the middle yeah. fingers and everything. She's, <laughs> Profanity, yeah. Yeah, she's still very marketable. Her her thing is just, you know, she can make something look good. You know, I think yeah. she's just an intriguing character. She's a great wrestler. Um, and like you said, she would she would just give Jade Cargill fits. Yeah, she's like Jade would not know how to deal with her on the mic in the ring. Like, couldn't it was just it would just be funny from start to finish. Um, could you imagine Maki Ito being the face of T TBS? <laughs> just think of it. Um, yeah, the I middle fingers it. and the swearings and the MFers and all that. Yeah, I would I would <laughs> love that. But uh, maybe someday, maybe someday they'll bring her back. But for now, we'll keep praying for our lord and savior chris statlander to save us from the problem that is jade cargo right now because they're i don't even they're not even trying at this point they're really not like yeah. how many times do we have to see oh jade cargill's in action and as soon as we see that graphic i'm like okay let's just pad the stats a little more because you don't even have an opponent for her on the cards it's like great <laughs> if you don't even name the opponent you already know what's gonna happen it's just like when is this gonna end yeah it's just i'm just it, bored it, yeah yeah i think uh i think it's done in as best as it could to make jade cargill a household name like yeah um i'm not saying like she doesn't deserve to be on the program 
I think the more you feature anyone on the program is a good thing. Um, but I think we've seen all we can see with her as champion. We can, yeah. it, it can, the championship can be elevated by someone else at this point. And I think Statlander mm-hmm. is, is a good, uh, good idea going forward whenever she's healthy and she's ready to come back. We know that they're going to have a, a new TV show coming up uh, soon. They got the right to a new TV show. So yeah. it just means more opportunities for more people, more TV time. So, you know, it'll, it'll be great. You know, it's just, yeah. again, I think you, you've done all you can with Jay Cargill as TBS champion. Yeah. It's just, it was just tough. Cause I feel like, if you put her in on the card without the championship, it would be a little more bearable because then it's like, okay, well she's trying, but let's just not throw her in the title picture just yet. But now it's like, okay, I guess we'll just uh, wait until somebody believable comes along and beats her. But at that point, it's almost like besides Statlander, who's left? Cause it's yeah. just like, yeah, I feel like it would just have been better if she wasn't champion. Cause yikes, it's just, mm-hmm. uh, it's just not even entertaining anymore. You can't just even go off the fact that she's as a personality entertaining because that only gets you so far. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely run its course, at least with me. And it's has fully run its course as of a few months ago. But we're we're still going. We're still we're still trying. So um, <laughs> I don't even know if uh, are they gonna? Well, I think at this point it's almost too late. I don't know if they'll just maybe they'll just throw her on a random ass title match for double or nothing maybe i mean it's gonna be a little telling if you don't have one of your champions on the card but i don't know i mean i don't know what's uh i don't know what's left at this point besides (laughs) that but we'll just uh i'll just keep hoping and praying and at some point it'll happen so uh until then i guess we'll just have to deal with it unfortunately yeah so how cool would it be to see Kyrie come back to WWE and team up with EO to reform the Sky Pirates? And then what about maybe having her team with Asuka and EO as well? Oh boy, that would be... Oh, those poor women wouldn't stand a chance, I don't think. Yeah, it, they could just run run over everybody at that point because, damn, that's like a three-headed monster. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that would just steamroll the entire locker room. Um... I think I think is it's crazy how like Kyrie is was at one point possibly thinking about a return to WWE. Yeah. You know she, she's she's kind of always left the 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 door open to return. She I by, by all accounts has never burned any bridges. No. You know? No. So you know what? I'm open to to cuz I I don't think I I think she was great. I think that I think that was probably the one time when when she was tag team champion that the belts was interesting yeah yeah i would have to agree with that one you know i think that was the one time where the belts were actually interesting so you know they they could bring her back and she could do great things i think she's just i think she's grown a little bit going back to japan yeah as a performer Mm -hmm. you know so so it, it would be cool to see how could she apply that coming back to the states i don't i think she picked up a lot of steam in the states too I think so, yeah. And I feel like she'd be coming back to new creative, too. So I feel like they'd actually give her a chance as opposed to, oh, you're not American or you have an accent or you don't speak English very well. So we're going to automatically just, you know, kind of write you off. So 
yeah, I I think she would get a much better chance now with uh, Triple H's WWE. So I uh, I want to see it happen. If it'll yeah. happen, who knows? But I would not be opposed to it at all. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty, so um, this one this one always hurts when people ask, uh, "What the heck is WWE doing with Karrion Cross?" To Jeff, he's being booked like Bray used to be booked. He looks good everywhere, but the match he always loses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I wish I could argue it, but I can't. It's like ah, they got to do something. There's got to Baff- be something. Baffled at this point is is it him? Is it the people in charge? I I I like I like carrying cross. I yeah. just I don't know. I haven't seen anything. I like one. I yeah, like I always said. I, every time he's brought up. That Adam Cole promo in NXT, man, <laughs> mm-hmm. just—it was like, it was <sighs> like a gut punch, and he's just never been able to recover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I think promo... it was more the fans than anything. I think because then I feel like once Adams said that, then the fans started to be like, "Oh, well, maybe he actually was right," and they just kind of to slowly turn on right? him. Yeah, it was, it was almost like that promo opened a lot of people's eyes i think there was we were living under smoke and yeah. as soon as that promo hit I, I i'm so mystified by that promo to this day is like yeah i wonder if there's like some real like beef there yeah you know because those were just visceral you know they those were barbs with intent yeah you know? yeah it, you know, <sighs> and he's just never been able he he he's just never been able to recover like yeah and it's just it's tough because i feel like he's really not as i don't know i guess boring as i think people would consider him now i suppose because uh, i guess the closest comparison you could have would be like malachi black he mm-hmm. has the special entrance i mean granted he doesn't have somebody like scarlet but he has one of the best entrances in all of wrestling mm-hmm. but he can back it up in the ring but the funny thing is so can carrion karen's a very good wrestler in the ring he is but the thing about carrion like i like i said before he wrestles a more methodical style yeah um and there's nothing really flashy about it it's smash mouth it's yeah. in your face you know, he's going to strike. He strikes with intent. He doesn't rapid fire his strikes. His strikes are slow, methodical again. He'll bring you to the ground. He has that background in mixed martial arts. He he is a he's a great combat athlete. Yeah. Uh, um, but it could be our attention span at this day and age. You know, yeah. we, we can't keep our eyes on the screen when that happens i was i was really hoping the match with with shinsuke would be something that would ignite that fire you know yeah but i was, was hoping it, to it was just it, at the end of the day it ended up just being another match yeah yeah it's i think it's tough because i feel like at least for me, I like Karrion because I feel like it's just, I think, probably the reason why I like Shayna. Besides, like, obviously, her being just a cool person outside of the ring. It's just she kind of pretty much has the same type of style that Karrion does. And mm-hmm. I guess, um, I mean, and it's, it's not for everybody. It's really not. If you like the flashy stuff, that's great because I like it just as much as the next person. But I can also appreciate the 
slow, methodical, I'm going to rip your arm out of its socket and beat you over the head with it. I like that kind of stuff too. So I think that's why I can appreciate both Shayna and Carrion and be fans of their work. So, Mm. but not everybody's like that. And I guess, I mean, like Malachi, yeah, he's more of, um, I don't know. I wouldn't say like flashy. I feel like it's just, he's that good of a striker that if he hits you with something, it's like, oh, wow. He just knocked like half your teeth out. Mm-hmm. So maybe not flashy, just uh, Malachi's just like good, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's just people like Carrion and Shane are, are, are like, I wouldn't say eclectic or just for a select audience of wrestling fans. And it's not a minority opinion or a majority, but um, I enjoy it. And so I, I like them. It's just a shame that um, they're both just not really doing anything right now. And it makes me sad because I know that they can be, um, <sighs> there can be good things that come from them. Just think again, think of Shayna back in NXT. She was, I mean, I wouldn't say popular hated, but at least people were talking about her in NXT because she backed it up out of the, mm-hmm. on the mic in the ring. She did everything. So it's like, there's a chance for the audience to engage with them. It's just a matter of, I don't know, I guess timing, I suppose. Yeah. That's a, that's a big thing. That's a big thing in, in terms of people who, who want that top spot. Um, you know, Things are so hot with with Roman as champion. Now yeah. there's a there's a new world heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the opportunity. They were kind of feeling like, you know, we can't get rid of Roman as champion just yet. No, but other people are at just as hot as him that deserve a spotlight on their own. And I wouldn't. I'm not saying that Carrion is one of those people, but like maybe potentially down the road. I, yeah, I don't know. It could happen. Yeah, it could happen. It's just one of those things. Like they, he, they haven't found anything to either make you like him or hate him in terms of the yeah. audience. You know, and that's a big thing in terms of the audience. You, he hasn't given you anything to dislike about him, but he hasn't given you anything to really say this is what I like about him. He's just there. He's just the yeah. body. You know, like yeah. you said, he's, he's got the cool entrance and he's got the hot girl. But that's as far as it goes. Yeah, and we've said it time and time again on this show. If you're not getting a reaction, good, bad, that is not good. Apathy is a killer in uh, in the wrestling world. So yeah, uh, you, you need a you need some type of reaction. Yeah, so it's uh, maybe someday, but uh, definitely not today, and that makes mm-hmm. me sad. <sighs> Oh, well. Alrighty, so it seems that uh, Bailey and EO are going tit for tat with each other, costing each other titles. And we did kind of touch on this a little bit already, but is the end of damage control imminent? I feel like it's got to be a matter of time at this point. Mm-hmm. You can't just... <sighs> the things they're doing are certain teases that you can't not pay it off. Because we've seen this kind of thing happen in AEW where it's like, you think it's going somewhere and you're like, okay, it's we're getting ready for it. And then they do the complete opposite. And it's like, wait, why did you just waste all of our time doing this? Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, the biggest example would be Garcia and the Jericho Appreciation Society. He should have left months ago. And yet here we are. Um, Brit and Jamie breaking up could have been one thing. That hasn't happened yet. But it's still like not terrible. But we were just um, surprised it didn't happen. But 
Yeah, I feel like they they got to break up at some point, and it's just a matter of at least now is it going to be like Bailey and Dakota versus EO, or is it going to be just Bailey and EO and Dakota just doesn't really know what to choose, or do they all just go their separate ways? I feel like that's not going to be the case. Some conflict's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, I think damage control is. Um, the end is coming sooner rather than later. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I, I think so too. It's just, it's just interesting. Like I said, the group uh, uh, all together has a lot of potential to steamroll the division, but as individuals, they could really do a lot of things with them individually. So either way, it's a women's situation. So I'm not too upset about it. Yeah, I, I completely agree. All right. We haven't talked about, uh, this guy much so how much of a push do we think uh la knight is gonna get because he has been very popular with the fans lately yeah Yeah. like they'd be silly not to at this point um i feel like it's so weird to me because i feel like this all kind of started with um the bray wyatt feud and it's just kind of like continued to catch fire ever since Mm. and now look at him bray wyatt is still nowhere to be found and we have no idea what's happening and people are just all over la night right now and it's yeah. uh it's crazy it's just, i can't explain it it's just like they just kind of caught on for some reason and um yeah i feel like they'd have to give him some type of push at some point um i just don't know how much i, I don't think like world title push but i feel like maybe you know what's the secondary belt on smackdown now is it the u.s Ch- yeah it's austin theory the US- isn't it yeah so yeah, I mean, maybe that. Um, can't really see him being in a tag team with anyone else, but mm. I feel like at the very least, like the U.S. title, maybe. Um, yeah. Not world title yet, maybe at some point, but yeah, I would definitely start with the U.S. title. Yeah, and and the thing about it is, it's like one of those things where he is he's the best way I could describe it. He's just cool, you know, yeah. and it's not like you know, it's not like trend. It's not a trend to think that he's cool. He's just he's just cool. So it's like he doesn't necessarily have to be a heel or a face, good guy or bad no. guy. You could it, it just it calls for the situation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if he was in a feud with Austin Theory, he can capitalize on the fact that Austin Theory is just a cocky prick with the title that yeah. uh you know he can defeat him and they can go back and forth. LA Knight is a genius on the microphone. Just, oh yeah. He's just great, especially at the improv. He's witty. His timing is great. Like you, they can go back and forth, and he's just gonna hit you, bam, 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 and, and make it look so natural. So, um, I agree. Um, uh, I would say like a like a secondary type. Like you, you can go on a run. You can go the uh, theory, and then you can move on uh, to someone else. Like you, he can just have a run with people um and that'll really solidify him as like a top talent i i hope under this new regime yeah i hope under this new regime they realize what kind of talent they have on their hands i don't know if you've seen the graphic already but they're they're uh pairing him up with rick books in a tag team match and i'm just like "Eh." why it's one of those things where it screams like they're throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. 
Yeah, you know? I don't know why. For somebody like LA Knight, I don't think that's the answer. Um, I don't think so either. I mean, he's going to make it work the best of his ability. You know? Yeah. He's just, he's that good yeah. where you can give him shit and he'll give you the best he can give you. But, um, but it's just, it screams of not making sense. <laughs> yeah, it screams of we're not entirely sure what to do, so here we go. Yeah, yeah. And like, he, he's just not a tag team talent. No, and even if he was, I don't think Rick Boogs is the answer. Um, yeah, no disrespect to Boogs. Like, no. You know, he, he's alright, but it's just... He can be funny, but that's kind of... <laughs> kind of it. I mean, I don't know. It's just... When you he- you think Rick Boogs, you don't think, oh yeah, he'd be a great partner for LA Knight. It's just kind yeah. of like... Okay. I mean, it worked with Shinsuke for a little bit, but now it's like, okay, I'm not entirely sure what that's about, but... uh. All right, <laughs> I guess. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm telling you, ten episodes from now, we're gonna look back at this moment where we said Brick Boogs and LA Knight isn't gonna work, and we're gonna be so proven wrong and look like a bunch of idiots. I hope, but <laughs> right now, I don't think that's gonna be the case. But um, who knows? Oh boy, I sure. <laughs> we'll we'll go with it, I guess. Um. Oh boy, who sh- who should be who should be next for Roman Reigns? I feel like we 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 asked this or we answered this question every so often, but I feel like at this rate, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. This is like, this is you got it. He's he's on a hogan level like back in the late 80s except for the fact that hogan was politic in his wins i don't think roman is politic in his wins he doesn't have to it's just everybody you throw in front of him and even i think we were so blinded by how good cody rhodes (laughs) set up wrestlemania 39 yeah it was just (laughs) like well fuck that's that's gotta be the one we and, fell for it. Yeah. And, and and even in hindsight, you're like, well, I mean, they're not wrong. No. Like, he, guy goes away for a month on vacation, you know, and they still set up a perfect story to continue the storyline of the bloodline where he's, like, looking at the Usos, who I consider the greatest tag team in WWE history, and he's looking at them like a bunch of losers. Yeah, he was, uh, yikes. He is not happy. You know, so in, in terms of who to put in front of him, I think, as we were talking about in the previous question, LA Knight would have been perfect for that. Yeah. Oh, you know, God, he, the promos on that? My God. Yeah, even if it was just, again, a one-off. Yeah. You know, even if it was just <laughs> a, a one-off situation, you you still can capitalize at this point. And then you could build somebody else up. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. They're gonna have yeah. to. They're Ugh. gonna have to call in some free agents, man. They're they they missed a lot of opportunities. Yeah. I don't. I I think. They're they're so focused on on that merger, that. Yeah. You know they weren't looking out. To say we might need somebody to come in. You know, to a big star already solidified. Who's like the last big star that that was already solidified? 
without WWE brought in. I'm, I'm the only thing name I can think of at that point is AJ Styles. Like who's yeah. who's on his level? Like like that when WWE brought in, they were like it, it, they got their superstar, their big free agent. Last yeah. one is like back in AJ Styles. You know? Yeah, yeah, because I can't really think of anybody else. Um, and you need somebody on that level to go up against Roman Reigns, or yeah. else shit's just not going to make sense. It's going to be too predictable. You had Jay White, and you let him go, and uh, mm-hmm. look at him now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, I don't... I mean, honestly, I feel like as much as some people might not want to hear this, he's not losing the title anytime soon, because I feel like they're just dead set on breaking, like, big records with this mm-hmm. rain at this point so or like like i said last week and people kind of caught on to it you know after cody finishes up with with brock yeah. it'd be perfect for him to 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 win the money in the bank and then reset up that story yeah i don't want it to go all the way to to wrestlemania 41 and do a repeat I don't know if they can capture. <laughs> Are we going to be interested in that by then? That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they can recreate that magic. You know, I mean, yeah, it's I, it yeah. is it's possible, but uh, there's a potential for it to go come like horribly wrong if that happens because I could just see Cody doing something big and noble, like kind of like a whole Cena thing where I'm not going to just like surprise you with it. I'm telling you when I'm cashing in on you and it's like, please don't do that. Like, please. I mean, mean, (sighs) that's the only way I see it happening is if he He tells, yeah, he tells Roman, you know, like, it's like you have to go this route, which is crazy. There's people that are like, I like, I kind of get it, but it's almost like, like maybe he should have won at WrestleMania 39, so we could have. Uh, oh boy, we, <laughs> we're going back that way. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! I, it's like it's because because again, it was it was magic. It set up a great storyline for a, a big money fight, but yeah. can they can they recreate that magic to do it again? You know, it's almost like redoing The Rock versus Cena after like they did it the first time. They they did it again this, the next year. You know, or yeah. are they just milking the cow already? I, I I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yikes! I don't but know. It, that's my my thought process behind it is can can they once again capture that moment? And if Cody wins, you look at it and go, well, what was different this time? How do we set it up differently this time to make it look like he's a believable winner? The only thing is I can think of if they carry this disrespect between Roman and the Usos further up into that point where the storyline is being built between Roman and Cody, Roman expects the Usos to come help him. And that's when they have that moment of realization that Mm -hmm. they're being used and manipulated and they come running down to the ring to help them and then at that final moment they stop and they rethink their decision and they like shake their head at roman and he's like what the fuck are you guys doing and they're just just walk off and leave him to be uh decimated by cody and then he goes to call on solo but solo sides with his brothers because those are his brothers you know yeah you know things like that so i mean there's there's stuff you can do there 
okay. a little bit of meat, but again, it's, it's now what happens. Watch what happens if that actually like that actually occurs. We'll come back to this and be like, well, yeah, this Eric could be a mon- yeah, this could be a monumental episode. You know, bookmark this episode for <laughs> a little while from now. We'll see. I mean, we still have two months until man, about like a month and a half until Money in the Bank. I think it's not until July, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is perfect. I mean, you see the disillusion of the of the bloodline, which is probably the best faction to happen uh, since, like, you know, NWODX, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, stuff like that. I think, I think if one thing, WWE knows how to do factions. They don't yeah. overdo it, you know? They don't, it, whoever's in a faction, it, it makes sense. Makes sense for the Judgment Day. It mm-hmm. makes it makes sense for the bloodline, you know, and things like that. So it's like they do that very well. Um, so this is why it's been the best story uh, of the modern era, and it's, I think is with this whole thing with the Usos, it adds another wrinkle, and it just keeps going. Yeah, and let's be real, at Money in the Bank, it's in London this year. They're gonna mm-hmm. want to do something big, like. They have to. They have to. Yeah. With, with with all in uh, happening the next. Uh, what, you said money in the bank is in July. Uh, July first and all ends. I think August, and then like middle end of August. They have to put on a show that says, "You better follow that." Yeah, because you know, I mean, that... the just look at the sales alone for all or all in right now. Mm-hmm. That's, Sixty thousand all... plus. Yeah, there, which is crazy. I said, I, I, I thought originally, you know, if they were able to sell 35, 40K, it's yeah. a success because nobody yeah. expected them to sell this place out. Now they're at 70. Yeah. I think, know? yeah, did they get to 70? Yeah, I think so. And, and, and uh, according to Dave Meltzer, this, the secondary market, there isn't a really high secondary market because people want to see the show. But again, yeah. WWE's going there first. Mm-hmm. You, know you know the crazy thing about it, though? The crazy thing to me is the fact that, um, and I think we do have a question about this, but I'm just going to say it now because we're already talking about it. The thing that is blowing my mind about this whole all-in thing is they've sold 60,000, 70,000 tickets already. Not a single match has been advertised for this show. It's crazy. Not a it's single crazy. match. So, like, that is just, uh, that's just insane to me. And mm-hmm. God help AEW, because that puts, I, I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of pressure on them, because it's like, okay, we haven't announced shit for this show, and they're already close to, I mean, how would you be even surprised if they get to 80,000 at this point? Maybe. Mm-hmm. No and- matches whatsoever. So you better put on a goddamn show for these people, mm-hmm. because... London crowds are a little um, wild, so I feel like if they don't like something, they're going to call you out on it, so no pressure yeah. or anything. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm hoping, if, if we're not looking at it as, as uh, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it is a competition, yeah. uh, but as, as a wrestling fan, it's 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 like, it's good for us, it's you know? Great. It's great for us, you know, I'm so excited for AEW selling that many tickets because visually when you go when you go to watch it on tv it's gonna look like a grand spectacle which is something that you want you Mm -hmm. know you you want it to look like wrestling 
means something to people. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. As we saw with Backlash, uh, you know, we saw that wrestling meant things to people. So that's why yeah. people in London are feverishly picking up these tickets and are going to possibly sell out the joint. You know, yeah. but again, it's just so funny how things align itself with WWE doing the O2 Arena in July and then All In happening at uh, in in August. And again, the way it boils down to is the the approach you can bring to it if mm-hmm. you're WWE. You got to put on a show that says, hey, we're here too. Yeah. You know, we're, we're the originators of this shit. Like, we run this. Yeah. Don't forget it. You know, we're number one for a reason. And that's mm-hmm. not being a, a WWE, you know, person. That's just that's just the way it is. Yeah, exactly. That's, just, that's nothing wrong. And that's not saying AEW is bad. AEW is on a hot streak right now with their programming. This past episode... Uh, of dynamite was was fantastic and i know we oh, have yes. questions about that you know so i don't want to get too much into that but wrestling all around is on a boom so it's 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 just great it's great it's a great time to be a wrestling fan yeah we we love stuff like this because it certainly puts us still in business because we get to talk about fun things so yeah mm-hmm. we, we we like all this and big thumbs up from us yeah um, well, speaking of uh, something that happened on Dynamite, uh, Jeff would like to uh, have us talk about Julia Hart because mm. he, he thinks she is really coming into her own with the House of Black. Uh, how much success do we expect her to have within AEW? Well, first off, I'm just going to kill two birds with one stone because my mom wanted me to talk about her match uh, with Anna Jay. First, before we even get into um, complimenting Julia, because I completely agree that since she's joined the House of Black, like, She's gone above and beyond what she would have been with uh, the Varsity Blondes. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. They gave her a reason to be great. That match on Dynamite, I felt so bad because I feel like if she wouldn't have hurt herself on that like gory special on the chairs on the outside of the ring, that match would have been better if she wasn't uh, hurt from it. Mm. because i feel like it was just not the same because i don't think they got to do a lot of things they wanted to do because poor julia could barely stand at that Mm. point um and i think it just kind of threw everything off like that superplex onto the pile of chairs that didn't even happen because they shorted like shortchanged it um Mm. didn't help uh i it's a shame because i think a lot of people were looking forward to that match i was looking forward to it um (sighs) <sighs> that's a big what if what would have mm. happened if she hadn't gotten hurt but uh the right woman won anna mm. jay had no business winning so i mm. uh, like to see that but yeah you i don't think we could fully describe how um what's the word um i think just the easiest way to put it is that the house of black has done wonders for julia hart and aew um yeah i don't think she's obviously world champion material yet but i feel like she should be given more time within something just a i mean i'm glad they're giving her a storyline now and i'd like to see more of it because mm-hmm. she's more than just the puppet master of the house of black she's shown that she can actually you know do things um outside of what they're doing with the trio's titles so uh yeah i want to see more of this because injuries and mishaps aside i think she's been doing pretty pretty damn well yeah yeah like you said i was i was uh intrigued with this match because one thing that aew does well is when they book their women in these hardcore matches um they're they always 
kind of hit the mark at least at yeah. least they hit the mark or it's going to be they went above and beyond and it was great you know um so so that's why i was looking forward to this match and, and to be honest like i understand she got hurt it it wasn't too terrible it wasn't no. like it didn't suck the air out of the room it's just like you no. you had to be uh you had to really pay attention to tell like she maybe was a step off but like yeah I still, I still, for for me, I still give them credit going out there and 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 doing that and and like you said, the right woman won. I'm intrigued by Julia Hart because she's she's showing, she's showing something, like she she understands uh, what she's doing. She understands the gimmick, you know. Yeah. Like, and and yeah. I hate that because I don't want to. I I don't think that she's a character, you know. No. She's she's not really playing something she's just like it could be her personality just amped up she's know? more comfortable mm-hmm. and like you said about her with the varsity blondes the thing is um she said in an interview that she just knew that she wasn't the right fit with the varsity blondes no. and and she knew that she could do something with the house of black so again if she has that intuition it could just be again her personality amped up because she's just kind of hitting the marks, you know, her entrance yeah. is cool, you know, and she's putting herself in these matches where she could show she's something, there's something moldable there. Um, you know, and like, I would love to see her kind of maybe pick things from like different members of the house of black, like, oh, yeah. pick, like the strikes that Malachi does, you know, and pick something things up from buddy and, and and, and uh, Brody, I think it, it would just be great. I think she she again shows that she has a lot of potential, more so than what we thought with the cool entrance and the ability to talk on the microphone. Yeah, and what better three teachers to have than those mm-hmm. three? Like, no knock to the varsity blondes, but if you'd rather be taught by them or you know Malachi, Brody, and Buddy, I feel like it's not really a contest. So. The thing, the thing about the varsity blondes is all three of them were very young, so all yeah. three of them, all three of them were figuring things out at the same time. Where yeah. now in the House of Black, Julia surrounds herself with minds like Brody and Buddy, who've been to the big stages, and then you have uh, Malachi, who's a vet, who's been all around yeah. the world, you know, and yep. she could just sit under that learning tree and just soak all that up, and it's just going to be good for her. Yeah, I I always say, and I will still say this to this day, he is one of the most creative minds in pro wrestling, Mm -hmm. uh, bar none. And yeah, like, if you have three up-and-comers like the Varsity Blondes, there's a chance that it can work if they have the right chemistry together. They just didn't. It It just didn't happen. With House of Black, it's like... How could you? I mean, hopefully not go wrong, but y- you can't go wrong with them. So it was it was a good fit. It was a, yeah. It's, it's a it's a good fit. The way they set it up with the mist in the eye, mm-hmm. they let it they let it soak with her kind of just being despondent with the eye patch, you know. Yeah. And then boom, it just happens. It it just it, it works, you know. And yeah. she, and Malachi sees something in her because again in that same interview, Malachi made her cut a promo saying why should she be in the house of black and mm. malachi was like okay she must have did a good enough job where malachi was like all right cool you know we'll take yeah. it 
I mean, and that's good because that shows that she was serious about it because she could have just, you know, because she's only younger than I am. So she's like 21, 22. Okay. Yeah. So she's Mm -hmm. younger than I am. Uh, So (laughs) you could easily have, I mean, most 21, 22 year olds could just see that and just fuck around with that opportunity and be like, oh, yeah, you know, not take it seriously. So, you know, good on Malachi to like essentially put her feet to the fire and be like all right if you're serious about this show me and clearly she did because she's still here so yeah good on julia for realizing the opportunity she had and not messing around with it because uh it's doing wonders for her right now and i'd like to see more of it because uh, she's shown she can do it mm-hmm. so yeah i'm uh i'm excited to see that obviously we have our membership cards on our mm-hmm. desks so um yeah we we are very happy with that so that is all of Jeff's questions. So, Jeff, thank you again, as thank always. Thank you, Jeff. Let us move on to, let me get to the question tweet. Let's go with uh, Mike's questions next. So, he asked a question that uh, he must have read my mind because I was kind of asking myself the same thing. So, uh, why would they do the Pillars tournament to see who challenges MJF just to throw all three of them in the match uh, anyways? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, you knew as soon as I did that tag match with, oh, well, if Darby and Jungle Boy win, they're going to get thrown into the match. It's like, we know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah, I don't know why they did it the way they did it. It's a little convoluted, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was just weird. But for me, I'm just like, I would have much rather everybody get a D individual shot whenever the time comes, like do the pay-per-view for one guy, move on to the next guy. And then you have four matches up and that would only, uh, if MJF can, cause I, even with this four-way match, I think MJF comes out on top. So oh, yeah, he, he beats all those four guys. You have four guys and you have, that's a year's worth of AEW television at this point in terms of, uh, pay-per-views and build-ups and all that stuff mm-hmm. it would only have done wonders for mjs reign as a champion uh throwing them all together in one shot is okay but then it's almost like the roman situation where it's like okay who's next after that yeah yeah because you know? uh yeah it's just the only thing you would just have to watch out for is the attention span of the fans because what they have gotten sick of the pillars going one after the other because you kind of could have already told you could kind of telegraph what was going to happen i suppose so i could see that kind of going south but mm-hmm. yeah throwing them all in at once is like yeah it makes mjf's reign i wouldn't say maybe more legitimate because i feel like he's just going to probably cheat to win because why wouldn't he but um to beat all three of the other pillars at the same time is a big deal so then it's kind of just like okay well um now now what are we gonna do because like you said, there's three challengers right there that are pushed to the back of the line. So um, unless they have a idea of who's next, I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to go. But um, at least it's going to be a good match. I think it's going to be a really good match. Yeah, I think so, too. Just as long as they give everyone a chance to shine, which I think like AEW is very good at with those multi-person matches, is they give plenty of uh, time for each competitor to get their stuff in. So I expect it to be a good match, but if you aren't picking MJF to win, then I think you're kind of crazy, but (laughs) what am I, what am I to say though? (laughs) Is uh, Dominic Mysterio the most hated wrestler in the world right now? Mm, So good. Yeah. Yeah. 
man, I just like it's one of those things. Like, I, I, I need more Dominic. He just he gets it, man. Yeah, he gets it. Like, I, it's just so crazy how good his, his work outside of the ring and in the ring. You can tell he's picking it up too, which is even better. You know, uh-huh. he's picking it up. But his work outside of the ring, there was a there was a tweet. <laughs> That WWE sent out today for Mother's Day, where it's just oh, a no. compilation of Dominic saying "Mommy." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In different situations. Yeah, I and saw you, that. And you see, and you're like, "Damn, this kid can put on a performance. Like he can, he can act. Like he gets yeah. it." And just the 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 way he can command a reaction. Like I said, in this day and age, you know, if they're not wetting you to death when you're cutting a promo, <laughs> yeah. You know, then you got their attention. Now, if they're actively booing you to the point where mm-hmm. they don't want to hear you speak, yeah, it's because they hate you, and it's yeah. not like it's not like because they 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 don't want to see you. It's not go no. away heat. Again, like we said last time, it's just I don't know. Like I don't know how he how he's gotten to this point. Who has helped him? Is, is it a natural thing? I, I'm so captivated by it. He's yeah. one of the best performers on, like, on the show. He he's mm-hmm. entertaining, you know. And it's yeah. just like, it's just he's good. He's good, and it's another situation where it's like another young kid and making us feel like old <laughs> old farts. <you> know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another young kid like 25, 26, just coming here and All he's right. lighting the world on fire, and it's just a perfect situation with the Judgment Day. <laughs> Him and Rhea together are yeah. just phenomenal, and like Rhea is just such a character. Like, and mm-hmm. those, it's so it's so weird because you know they're not together. She's with Buddy Matthews. And- yeah, and it's it's crazy to think that Rhea's my age too. Like she's turning twenty seven. I'm actually older than her by a few months, so that's mm. great. Um. But yeah, people my age are some of the most hated people in wrestling right now. So that's good to know. I like that. So it makes me feel. It's that young generation, you know? Yeah, we do like to make you guys mad, don't we? <laughs> she's just, she's great. Dominic's great. It, it, Judgment Day. It's crazy because like the inception of Judgment Day, you kind of look at it and you're like, all right, this is like a wish.com version of house of black. And it, kinda, <laughs> yeah. it just kind of morphed into its own thing where it's cool. And you how know, wrong like, were they? Yeah, like, you know, it's one of those things where you're, you're happy to be wrong. You yeah. Because it's just cool. Like, everybody in the group is cool. Finn Balor's cool. Damian Priest is cool. Rhea and Dom Dom just, they, they bring the entertainment of the whole thing together. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, it's so good. So good. It's just that, it's that weird but good mix of just, um, seriousness and also comedy because i feel mm. like it's one of those they're not trying to be funny they just are yeah and just... then can turn right around and kick your ass so mm-hmm. it's great i like it yeah. i like it a lot yeah. it's just oh boy yeah dom i think just to answer mike's actual question yes i think dominic is the most hated wrestler in the world right now mm-hmm. um and he's doing a damn good job of it too yeah um props oh yeah massive props uh which NXT star that was drafted in the uh, WWE draft are we most excited or anxious to see mix it up on the main roster? Hmm. That could be a lot. Yeah. You could say all of them, really. Yeah, that's the one thing, like I said last episode, they did a good job of selecting 
the people from NXT to get called up. A couple surprises that yeah. you weren't expecting. But all in all, everyone that they selected, you're like, okay, that's 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 pretty cool. They can do something. Uh, and everybody can has the potential to be great. But I think, like, Grayson Waller is someone that's going to really shine, um, especially on SmackDown, because he just has that that ability. He could be another heel that you just – it's they're going to yeah. boo to the high heavens because you just want to see, you want to see him get punched in the face. He has oh, a yeah. very punchable face. So uh, for me, I'm looking out for Grayson Waller. Everybody again, pretty deadly was a smart yeah. option. I like pretty deadly. Uh, Katana chance. Caden Carter was a great, uh, op, you know, opportunity to get some more women yeah. bodies in that division. Isla Dawn, Alba fire. Oh, like, they, those they, are my excited. Those are the ones that I'm excited for. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah it was, oh. it's a perfect pairing with those two. Yeah, and you didn't think it would, you didn't think it might not work it, but oh my god, those two have made it work so well. Even if they don't end up staying a team, they'll be just fine by themselves. Um, you could say pretty much any of the women, like Zoe Stark, I think's always been underrated in NXT. Uh, another so, one, yeah. Oof. Um, Indy Harwell, obviously. I'm hoping. Um, Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're t- making his the debut again. Yeah. God. Go ahead. No, um, you could pretty much say any of them, and you would like be like, "Yeah, that totally would make sense." Like JD McDonough, like mm-hmm, any another of one, any of them. Um, like I said, they picked the they picked a good crop of people from NXT. Yeah, they definitely did. I am uh, I am excited to see what they can do because they have a good chance of uh, making an impression up on the main roster, and I'm hoping they all do in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of NXT, who do we think is the next NXT Women's Champion? Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I'm pulling. Yeah, I I like everybody. I like everybody that's in the that was in the bracket. I know there's a couple matches that are already went down, but they picked a very good crop of of talent. Yeah, uh, to be in this tournament, Uh, and it's one of those things like. You know, Tiffany Stratton is really surprising because I think now yeah. it's starting to click. Yeah, which who would have thought that was gonna actually that was gonna actually happen? Like, goddamn. Um, let me. I'm just pulling up the bracket. So right now, the only two I believe that advanced are um, Lyra Vacuum. Oh God, Valkyria, yeah. and then Tiffany yeah. Stratton. Yeah. So, so then you got the winner of Roxanne Perez and J.C. Jane facing Tiffany Stratton. Then you have the winner of Fallon Henley and Cora Jade facing Lyra. I feel like it has to be Cora on that side. Like, mm-hmm. no offense to Fallon Henley, but come on, it's Cora Jade. Um, and then I feel like since Gigi Dolan got knocked out, it would have to be Roxanne Perez. I would think. Um, beating J.C. Jane. Um, oh, I just realized there's a potential for them to redo Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez a battleground so I feel like that's got to be the that's got to be the uh the finals I would think at least for me but oh that'd be a good one that'd be a real good one um and then between those two uh damn I feel like I don't think they would give it back to Roxanne um Mm. I think they'd have to go with Cora Jade. I'd be perfectly okay with that. Yeah, I I, I would mind Cora Jade either. I think Cora Jade is another one. 
Uh, that's the one good thing that like a lot of the women, again, like I said, Tiffany Stratton is starting to click, but it's also starting to click for Cora Jade. You know, mm-hmm. she's, she's been able to show a little bit more of an amped up personality as, as this new heel character. Um, so it, it, you know, it's just one of those things where like she's clicking and with more experience, she's gonna, she, the sky's the limit, you know, but I think putting her, uh, putting the title on her is, is not a bad idea because you can set up again, like you said, things with uh Roxanne Perez you know and there's there's a good crop of women down there that that you could just work with you know um you know and like that's the one thing about NXT at this point is a lot of it is we're seeing people put the pieces together yeah you know some Mm -hmm. are progressing more than others but at this point like you gotta be able to show what you're made of you know, it yeah. just sucks that there are also a lot of women that are out out with injuries. You know, mm-hmm. Nikita Lyons is one that comes to mind uh, that shows uh, she, potential. Uh, but they also, like I said, they, th- that new girl. I don't know if you saw her, Danny Palmer. Um, vaguely, she, yes. Yeah, she's been. She was popping up uh, because of her her in ring work and you know her ability to bring something new to the table. Um, you know, there's people like Wendy Chu, who's kind of a veteran. Who yeah. You can, like, do small things, but that's the thing about NXT is, like, it doesn't have to be someone established on that Roman Reigns level to have a match, you know what yeah, I'm exactly. saying? Especially, yeah, exactly. Especially with the women. Um, yes. You know, so you could, uh, you know, there's a lot of things, in, but again, Core Jade is just one of those people, along with, like, Tiffany Stratton, that it, it, it's just, you're seeing it click. They, they finally are putting the pieces together they're elevating their game that you see they're kind of a little bit above the rest and it gives them the opportunity to run with it with the champion yeah the nxt uh women's division is looking pretty good right now i uh i'm definitely excited to see where it goes uh who do we think seth's gonna face for the world championship well we got our answer (laughs) it's uh it's aj styles and to me again like i said earlier it's 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 a foolproof match you're gonna get a you're gonna get a banger match these guys can wrestle each other with their eyes closed you know and it it would be good they're just gonna put together a banger match and we get to watch and that's the good thing about wrestling is like wrestling is on the up yeah i'm excited for this match it's gonna be it's gonna be so good yeah i'm just uh yeah i'm excited for that one um Still not excited about the pay-per-view itself, but, I mean, that's never going to change, unfortunately. But I'm excited to see that match. Uh, and whew, which is more likely to happen? True McIntyre going to AEW or MJF going to WWE? Mm. I know. It's, it's so tough. That's a tough one. Um, I have to say i the the reality is in my brain i don't think either are going to happen at the end of the day but if i had to choose one i'd say drew going to AEW solely based on the fact that drew feels he believes to be a number one guy uh, in, in in a company um and AEW, obviously, he would get a better chance. The thing is, like, for the almost thousand days that uh, WWE has been around, 
Roman has been a champion, but again, like it's like nobody else is on that level. <sighs> no. You know? No. The only people that think that way are people with a massive ego. Like, you know, you, yeah. you got to yeah. have a massive ego to be like, I'm on the same level as Roman Reigns and what is Ro- and what Roman Reigns is doing. Yeah. Uh, and not get laughed so. at. Yeah, I don't think so. And that's no hate to, to Drew McIntyre, who's a phenomenal talent. Yeah. You know, and any other company, he probably would be the top guy, mm-hmm. you know? and I Just think timing. Yeah, it's just the nature of the situation. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's a shame, but yeah, I would have to agree. I don't think either of them are going to happen, but I think Tony Khan couldn't let MJF go. He'd be kind of stupid to do that. So yeah, I yeah. feel like Drew coming to AEW would be a little more likely, but I still don't see either of them happening, but we've seen crazier things happen in uh, wrestling. So That's who knows? Truth. Alrighty. So I think that was all of Mike's questions. So thank you as always. Thank you, Mike. Let's move on to Jack's questions. And his first one is, should Trish Stratus be nominated for Hater of the Year? Hell yeah. She's been a massive hater these past couple weeks. Those shots she's taking at at Becky Lynch's kid. God damn. Like, like, damn. You know, at the end of the day, you kind of, you can, you can make an argument that that it's low hanging fruit, but at coming from trish stratus like you wouldn't expect that no but the worst part is though is that i feel like there's another person who could also be nominated for hater of the year and that's alundra blaze did you see what she said about trish stratus yeah oh yikes too many too many people are are working angles on social media yeah and i don't know what's going on for no reason i'm confused you know um like the the Alundra Blaze thing, screams of what Chavo Guerrero did <sighs> with Rey Mysterio a couple weeks ago, and then you come to find out, oh, I'm just trying to get heat for what? Yeah, um, and for the listeners that may not know what we're talking about, um, Alundra Blaze went on Twitter and said word for word, Trish has set the women back and turned them into a sideshow after all the work I did to get the women respected and legitimize them as superstars that they are. Do you really think I literally threw that title in the trash without a plan of longevity and meaning? Trish brought in the blueprint the WWE's for decades that had to be undone by the women who were inspired by the men and the women that came before her. Trish made room for the Bella Twins and others, but I built the foundation for the four horsewomen. Ouch. The thing is, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be out here and say Trish Stratus is fucking technical master in the in the ring and no. had five star matches or anything like that like you know she's Trish yeah. Trish, you know it, but yeah. again from the side of a lunge blaze like I, I i know you're working you're working you're trying to work an angle yeah you know? yeah and it's because no one's that stupid it would have been it would have been just better for her to just not say that yeah. Um, she could have said it without saying without putting herself into it like if she would have just flat out been like oh yeah no Trish has set the woman back and like the women back from what happened before her and whatever because it's like there are people that would agree with what Alundra said work or not um, does she have maybe some truth to it depends on if you're a fan of Trish or a fan of you know the Bella Twins or that style of uh, women's wrestling I guess um I can see where she would have been coming from, but then once you started pulling the I made 
or all the things that I did. Once she started throwing herself into it, I'm like, okay, well then, um, I see where you're coming from. I see what you're trying to do. You just made it a little too obvious, but what's the point? Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, like, if you ask, before this thing's situation even happened, you ask, what are your thoughts on a Lundra Blaze? It's almost like, you know, if you know wrestling, oh, she, she was great. She did a lot of uh, wonderful things for women in wrestling. Her ability showed that women can do this, and, and it was far way before the four horse women. This was back in the 80s and 90s. Like, she was putting wrestling women, you know, women's wrestling on the map. You can go on and on about her accomplishments. She almost made it seem like, like, F you to the fans uh, for, you know, gravitating towards Trish Stratus when yeah. here I am. And like you said, once she put herself into it, it's like, again, the most baffling part of it is you see that they're trying to work an angle uh, for what? Because, like, Triple yeah. H is not going to call her up and say, hey, we got to do this at SummerSlam. Like, no. Alundra Blaze versus Trish Stratus. Like, not happening. It's, it's like, what are you? What are you doing? Yeah, it's like, I would have fully, maybe not fully been behind what you were saying, if you wouldn't have included yourself, but she had some valid points that were completely ruined because she just turned into, she did ever she destroyed everything that I built. I'm like, okay, well, but it, never it's mind. Just like, but like, if you go into that argument, it's like, we were at different points yeah. of wrestling when Alundra Blaze, Medusa was popular, to when Trish Stratus was popular. The business was different. Yeah. You know, you know, and doesn't necessarily mean that you had to be an attitude era fan. I'm not really a fan of the attitude era. I don't I never understood the Braun Panty matches and Ugh, things like that. No. But that was where the business was at this point. And none of that took away from the accomplishments that Alunja Blaze did. Because again, mm-hmm. like you said, she put herself first. Yeah. You know, so it is almost like, well, you're kind of who who's to say you're the creme de la creme. There was plenty of other women that you had to work with that made you look equally as good, you yeah. know? And why didn't you put them at the forefront? Why couldn't you at least mention them? Yeah. You know? Yep. It, it's just but again at the at the end of the day, it smells like they're trying to work where well, she's trying to work an angle and, and again it's just like for for what? <laughs> why just why why just this you're cool man like yeah just, oh man i was just so <laughs> confused yeah it's i don't know it's just not i don't know who's next who's next on the the, the point to try to work an angle on social media and just throw somebody under the bus you know honestly at this rate it's like god only knows Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, it's a mess um but to more like uplifting things <laughs> um how excited are for are we for the way to be back on raw because uh jack hopes that it gives uh johnny something to do while candace and indy can add depth to the tag division if that is where they're going to be going with it i'm excited because they were hilarious on in nxt like i loved watching all the shenanigans go down mm-hmm and like you said, I think at the end of the day, it's gi- it's giving uh, Johnny, Candice, and Indy, and Dexter, all of them individually are are great at, at what they do and in the ring, you know. And and John, like we we're, we're seeing the more entertaining side of Johnny. Yeah. But I don't want us to forget that he is a very very good 
performer in the ring. So hopefully this puts him in a situation where he could show that he could go in the ring. I know that there was rumblings that maybe re- adding Champa to to the way, kind of reforming uh, DIY when he comes back from injury. Mm-hmm. I would more like to see Champa come back and attack Johnny Gargano. Yeah, and, and kind of just restart that whole thing. Like we're we're in a different plane now. We're we're on the main roster, and that storyline, the situation between Champa and Gargano, will probably go down as the greatest storyline in NXT history. And it's one of those things like it was so good. You need to see it on a bigger stage. So maybe they're working through that. I don't know. It's just going to take a while. I'm just happy that uh, there's a possibility that all of them can show what they are capable of. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping because if they were even just half as funny as they were in NXT, I think they're going to be a success on the main roster for sure. Mm hmm. I completely agree with that one. Uh, We kind of touched on this a little earlier. Why does WWE make the brand splits more convoluted than it needs to be? I don't know. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know. Are they going to swap belts? I hope not. I think, like, I never liked the idea of a brand split, but I will say that this brand split, as as convoluted as it is, is still pretty intriguing. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't the champions getting swapped around or it gets messy yeah like like make it where like the champions are non-brand exclusive or that would yeah. mean that you would have to cut down championships or you know like if you're gonna make your women like on opposite brands and they're already champions make them swap the belts yeah because like, i i heard that kind of like messes with bianca's like record though because they said that since she beat um, EO, she was going to become, I think if they said it correctly, the longest Raw Women's Champion, like longest reigning Raw Women's Champion of the modern era. Mm-hmm. So what happens if she goes to SmackDown and she's the SmackDown yeah. Women's Champion, then technically that reign doesn't exist anymore. So that'd be a really stupid way to end her record-breaking reign. So, so why why draft her? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? Like, why I don't draft her? I don't know. It makes it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Leave, leave her on Raw in the first place. Exactly. You could have switched some of the other women around, but uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's stupid. Well, don't we both agree? It's just uh, dumb. Uh, uh, what did we think of Don Callis attacking Kenny at the end of that match? Was first off that match? My God, that was oh broken glass. Like, oh, like that that V trigger spot. Oh, and his leg got uh, where, stuck in the ring. Oh my god! Oh my god! Like his his manhood straddling that support bar of the cage. I didn't because <laughs> at first I didn't see that part. No, like, I didn't either. I, I saw the I saw the feature guys like, oh, that's an interesting spot, and people on Twitter were like, that spot was fucking crazy. Like, oh my god! Like, and it was like a near death experience. I'm like, wait, are they? I'm not seeing what they're seeing. And then like I saw a gif. And I'm like, oh man, like as a man, you're like, oh, <laughs> see, and I, and I love how that's completely different than what I noticed because I noticed his foot getting stuck in between the cage and the ring and his head, his leg just like dead stopping in between yeah. the cage. And I'm just like, how did he not tear something in that leg? That's what I was, <laughs> shows you the difference of what we saw. Cause 
you were worried about that. I was more worried about his leg getting completely just destroyed. But um, that, if you've never experienced that pain, you know, yeah. you know, unfortunately, yeah. like you never will. <laughs> no. I'll tell you, like I've never been that bad but even like half the degree of that is bad news like yeah i've heard it's not fun i've heard it's not it's not good um it's not it's 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 a world ender (laughs) (laughs) i can imagine it's the end of the world (laughs) i can imagine it's not um it's not fun but yeah that match was god that was violent like the broken glass the barbed wire oh god the barbed wire chair just slicing their backs up just like oh my god yeah it was a it was a great cage match, capping off a great uh, show. The Don Callis situation, <sighs> as much as I didn't, I mean, I didn't see it coming, so that's a plus because it's very hard to surprise. And I know a lot of people didn't see it coming either, so it's a plus because this day and age, it's very hard to swerve uh, wrestling fans. I feel like I think. <sighs> Yeah, they got swerved for a completely different reason because I think everyone was wondering why he was trying to build dissension between like Kenny and the Bucks and Hangman and all that. And so for him to do that, then it's like, okay, well now we have to hear why he did that because it's like even at the end, he looked like he was going to stab him again and then he didn't. Then he kissed the top of his head and then it's like, what is going on? I'm confused. Yeah. But but now we have to watch in. Yeah. Exactly. That's the intriguing part. I'm I want to know what his motive was for doing that. Who was he on the phone with after Dynamite yeah. went off the air and he was leaving? Uh Kenny had said after the match as he's <laughs> propped up by the Bucks, he's like I can't trust anybody, not even the Bucks and the Bucks are right there holding yeah. him up. <laughs> he was just like, "Well, screw us, I guess." But Yeah, and it's like, "Who can who can I trust?" And that just harkens uh-huh. back to one Kota Ibushi, uh-huh. you know, yeah, you know? yeah, and Kota outright has said, "I want to go to AEW." He's yeah, oh, know? that's gonna be insane. The man is insane. Okay, I I don't know many people who probably listen to this podcast who hasn't heard of Kota Ibushi. Yeah, uh, but if you know Kota Ibushi, you know he he's a man. He's a madman. There there's something. Yeah. He, he ain't all right there in the head. He's a fantastic, <laughs> probably one of the top 10 wrestlers on the planet. A fantastic wrestler. So entertaining and so gifted. But if you want to talk some of the things that man, like you, have you ever seen that video clip of him uh, wrestling outside and then like the, with the, with the firecrackers? No, uh, I didn't. No, the, oh, that gif is like infamous. He's wrestling. I don't know where he's wrestling, but it's somewhere overseas. And they're fighting outside. And this man has Roman candles. And he's just, he's setting off these Roman candles in the air on himself. The man Ow. is psychopath. <laughs> like, like, I the, Well, it was funny that we were even talking about that. Because I did see a clip this uh, this afternoon. And it was like a, what's like the your like most favorite like wrestling moment or something. And it was him and okada i think and it was like i'm sure maybe you've seen it where okada like drop kicks him and he just like gets up and he's just like despondent like he the, has no emotion yeah, whatsoever. And, state. and he was just actually punching him and i'm like oh yeah. wow this is damn that's, that's my favorite part of koto bushi when he goes into that state where he just has this blank look on his face and you can hit him as hard as you can and nothing yeah. affects him and he just he like I said, he's just 
Oh, was... and he's gonna go in AEW, and him and him and Kenny are gonna tear it up. He's just gonna be able to tear it up with so many people. Imagine Kota Bushi uh, versus Brian Danielson. I mean, Claudio. I mean, God, Moxley. Each, in, each individual member of the BCC. Yeah. Those matches would just be fire. Him versus. Daniel Garcia, him versus Malachi Black. I yeah. Mean, oh, this is yeah. Oh, this is it, making it, me excited. Yeah, it's it's just him versus Buddy, bro. I mean, the <laughs> list just goes on and on of, of just the potential uh, matches that he could have that he couldn't have anywhere else. He would, I he couldn't go to WWE. WWE wouldn't know what the hell to do with him. No. So AEW is like the perfect spot for him. So whenever he ends up there, I think I I want to see how they set this up. Like again, like who's gonna come to uh, Kenny's aid? Why did Don Callis do this? That son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, he's so slimy. Yeah. So it's, slimy. Ugh. Just a, he's another one where it's like you just want to punch him in the face. Just because. yeah. Like even like I had a. Like him getting attacked by the BCC and having that gash in his yeah. head, that was one moment where I felt a little bit for Don Callis, and I'm an idiot for that. Yeah, right now you're like, you know what? I'm glad they did that to you. Like, good for him. Yeah, yeah. now you want to see him get get his ass beat. Because maybe that's why he did it. He's like, you let them do this to me, kind of thing. Maybe mm. that's all that's I can think of. That's what I was kind of thinking too. Because the one thing about the bcc that what ties them together they've all bled in the ring together yeah you know so Mm -hmm. maybe that was like a blood initiation thing um not that they need don callis in the bcc yeah please don't (laughs) no please no Uh, they don't need him what a scumbag yeah we don't we do not like don callis here at all (laughs) um uh, <laughs> this one unfortunately i i kind of figured when i was watching dynamite um why why does christian keep feuding with people that have no dads yeah did you see that thing <laughs> where people put it together that he was like maybe he wants or Arn wants wardlow to be his son and he said that just like mm-hmm. months after Arn lost his actual son and it was yeah. just like fuck I think that was like a lapse. Like maybe Christian didn't realize what he I was, was kind of hoping that he wasn't going to go that far because I feel like that my mom was because when we were watching it, my mom's like, "Oh, I really hope he doesn't like bring that actually up." I'm like, "Well, I mean, I won't be surprised if he does." Because I didn't, I didn't put it together until I until the internet did because I'm slow. You know? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah like, I thought because knowing Christian, I thought I was just going to outright like mention it, like yeah, like but he was getting so much heat. Edge is better. <laughs> that he didn't even have to oh. outwardly mention it. Yeah. He didn't have to do he was getting that Dom Dom heat where it was yeah. just like and I know people that were there live that were like, TV doesn't do it justice. Like Ew. a lot of people didn't hear the line about Arn wanting another son because they flat out yeah. didn't hear him. Yeah, that was the thing. There was good they were getting no reaction because he was getting no reaction because they were just booing him. Like it was crazy. I don't under, like and it's it's one of those things you look at him, he's wearing that stupid total neck yeah, and he man. comes out and you like you, you, he has that smug look on his face. He's another yeah. one that you just want to see get punched in the face. Like if yeah. I could make a list, I'd put Christian on there and get punched in the face. Um he's just Go to this job. Yeah, he, yeah, you gotta give him props there. 
Yeah, he is, uh, he is something. He will stoop to every low imaginable, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, Alright, so we did kind of touch on this a little bit. Um, What did we think of the Anna Jay-Julia Hart match? Uh, Jack liked that we got a match with people that we don't see too often on Dynamite and to get them more experience and exposure to the crowd. I agree. I'm glad they did it on Dynamite and not like Rampage. Um, I still think that if Julia wouldn't have gotten hurt, we would have had a better match. They would have done maybe a little more. I feel like they'd kind of just after a while were like, okay, we just need to like finish the match because she can barely stand. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see her in more of those hardcore matches, though. I'd like to see what she could do, but it wasn't bad. It was just, it could have been better. It was just bad timing and bad luck, but um, yeah, I, I wasn't offended by it. I still enjoyed the some carnage that we got. Yeah, I think I think it served its purpose. Um, Like you said, that situation where she got hurt, Um, you know, she was just a step off. But like, uh, the thing about Julia Hart that I didn't touch on is like, her facial expressions yeah you know like as after she won the match and she goes back to that really evil scowl yeah she yeah has on her face and it's just like kind of like you don't even want to go talk to her no because, you're scared of her yeah you're, you're kind of scared of her because she has that look like did she just put a spell on me yeah did i just get cursed like, yeah like and it's not like a dan howling it's <laughs> like, it's like i may get hit by a car if i go outside yeah, cursed yeah like yeah yeah very scary. very scary but like that's she's just very intriguing you know very yeah intriguing. i want to say more of her definitely and hopefully we will um and now we get to go to a um a fun question one of our favorite kind of questions um if we had to survive a zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. what five wrestlers would we want to help us mm. all right so when i saw this question i didn't get all my five but i got yeah. a couple that, you know mm-hmm. first off i think if i was to draft round one <laughs> in my yeah. survival team i'm going with brock lesnar i mean yeah, yeah. Because he's big, he's scary. If I need him to carry me and run <laughs> far distances, he can get it done. But not, <laughs> not only that, he's a hunter, so he yeah. can he can feed us. All right. Yeah. And then I move on, and I get Brian Danielson because mm-hmm. he is he knows a lot about the environment and how to be self sustainable. Uh huh. So I think. You know, he would help us like stay alive in that sense. That's true. Yeah. In a in a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. um, and then like I kind of keep I want to keep it like big man centric for, yeah. for security reasons. <laughs> so because. I want to go. Yeah, I want to go like Samoa Joe oh, because eh. I think I think Samoa Joe wouldn't be afraid to go up to a zombie. And like punch it in the face. Yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that makes sense, I'm, yeah. I'm going Samoa Joe. And I feel like we gotta get some women in there. Uh, but it's kind it's kinda it's, I, like I don't know I don't know who to go with. You know? I, <laughs> I do. I, right. have, I have some ideas. Um I feel like I kind of base some of my answers off of outside of the ring, not just in it. Um Right, exactly. I feel like Shayna's got to be one of them because um, I feel like she would just live for that shit. Like that's mm-hmm. what she's like prepared her whole life for. So she's just yeah. like ready at all times. So I feel yeah. like that would be one. Like um, some Mad Max shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brody King for Ooh. obvious reasons because I think he would probably scare the zombies away. Mm. 
So there's that. Um, I feel like I would say Karrion Cross, kind of for the same reason as Shayna and Brody kind of mixed where it's like, number one, he's scary. Two, he's probably waited his whole life for, I mean, he was called Doomsday for a reason. So I feel like he's mentally prepared for something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Who else? (sighs) I'm looking at my... um, I'm looking at my action figure collection in my room to see if I can get any inspiration. Um, You know, I feel like Malachi because he'd be pretty like crafty and like creative on how to survive. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need people who think outside of the box in terms of survival. Very witty. Um, So we'll go with that. Um, How many is that? That's four. Um, Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> looking at the rest of mine and maybe it's not gonna i feel like also maybe for like kind of like with your state of mind i would definitely say nyla we'll say nyla rose because mm. i feel like she would also be a mix of like beat up the zombies but also like would know how to survive it too so i feel like it's just a mix of people who could beat people up but also know how to survive the apocalypse and like have waited for that to happen so yeah you need you need that security you know you need that security that's why but again like trying to survive yeah it's it's Sometimes brute strength isn't everything, so that's why you need people like Malachi, and mm-hmm. you know, you just need the people, because there are I mean, as I'm sure you've probably seen, there are people that believe a zombie apocalypse is going to happen one day, and have bomb shelters and everything, so I feel like I feel like Brock Lesnar has a bomb shelter. You think he, he would? <laughs> out in, out <laughs> out in the in wilderness? S- out in Saskatchewan he's got, a, he's got a bomb shelter, and like tons of food that he doesn't want to share, but you kind of you have Got to get to. on his soft side, you know, or, or <laughs> right. maybe like, maybe like add like, again, someone who's not afraid to punch a zombie in the face, like yeah. John Moxley, uh-huh. you know, John Moxley, something like that, you know, you just, but again, you got to kind of think outside of the box. Like it's not all about killing the zombies. How do you survive? Uh-huh. So that's, the, that's the hard part. That's why I want to get somebody that knows about vegetation. Like yeah, Brian, right. yeah. uh, you know, like, you know, someone uh-huh. like that who can keep us alive with food and stuff like that and tell you what mushrooms and berries yeah, what, what won't kill you yeah yeah exactly like yeah. that's poison ivy don't go over there yeah maybe don't touch that yeah now that, that was a those are good those are some good ones i think we'd have a really good team between the five of, or between like our five we make it we i i don't think i'd make it very long i think <laughs> I'd be such a weak leak to the team that they would just leave me. <laughs> They'd just leave you in the dust. Oh no. Um, I don't know. My friends have always joked that, um, and I haven't done it recently, but I would go like axe throwing. There's like an axe throwing place out, um, mm-hmm. out and around here. And they said with as good of an aim as I was with the axes mixed, mixed with, um, the fact that I would play the Huntress in Dead by Daylight a lot, that they would just get behind me and give me a bunch of patches and just let me start throwing. Um, yeah, I want you on my team. <laughs> like <laughs> Katniss Everdeen. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could do that. I apparently have been told I have good aim with, like, guns, I guess. So, um, my, my GTA, my GTA experience is, um, is Episode good. 81, and I'm learning so much about shit. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I, I, let's put it this way. I will say, I don't, um... I don't have any guns. That's just not really my thing. Um, but I have shot them before and nothing like too serious. Just like, tw- like a 22 rifle. So it's not like, you know, anything important. And, um, I have blown the center out of a target before. So I feel like, 
I feel like I could I could try, but I feel like I may like crack under the pressure. Um, my anxiety would get the best of me, and it would just not be. Um, I would panic and I would have terrible aim and then we would all just die. So I'm sorry. I would try, but maybe, um, the pressure would get to me, but who knows? Hopefully we'll never have that problem, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I can't, I can't, I can't survive. Can't (laughs) Can't do it. Can't do it. No matter who you put behind me, I'm going to be a weak link and they're going to think about me. So I have to be on edge. You can't trust anybody, not even your own yeah, friends. Exactly. I'm like Kenny Omega at this point. Yeah, right. You're the gear that Kenny Omega of this podcast. Can't trust anybody. <laughs> can't not even trust, me. Not even you. No. <laughs> right. Oh my god. That's a. Uh, uh, I love those kind of questions. We need. We need. We always enjoy those uh silly questions that yeah. we can just fuck around with. Um. So that was all of Jack's questions. Jack, thank you again as always. We appreciate thank you, the, Jack serious and silly questions alike um all right so we're gonna go with mom's questions so um (laughs) this first one is more of a um a storytelling opportunity because i've witnessed these uh personally so she wanted to kind of go back to the whole um um controversial wrestling shirts discussion we had from last week and Mm. she wanted me to relay the stories about her and her black mask shirts because Mm. As we've talked about many times on this podcast, we love Malachi. All three of us do. We have his stuff, obviously. Um, We also know that some of his shirts could be very offensive to a certain, I don't know, group of people that have no lives. And she, um, I'm trying to even remember. This was like a few years ago. So this was when he was just starting to get like black mask clothing out. And Mm we we pretty much bought almost all of his stuff we have like a good portion of the stuff that he's released because it's just it's malachi his stuff's cool we like the message of the clothing so like of course we're gonna support it so you hear that sponsor us <laughs> please malachi like, i mean i won't say send us stuff i mean you can send eric stuff anything <laughs> you send me i probably have already but um but no big fans so um i cannot tell you which shirts these were that we wore on these mm. There were three specific incidents that I can recall that I feel like she'll want me to talk about. Two I was there for, one I was not. The first one I wasn't there for was um, actually, she was actually wearing a Black Craft shirt. It was Black, let me give you a blast from the past for people that may remember this one. Black Craft Wrestling was a thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, we oh, actually, man, I, we were in attendance for that Pittsburgh show, actually, believe it or yeah. not. That you could be a... You went yeah. to the Black Crab Wrestling Show. Not the not the Buffalo one that was an absolute train wreck. Um, the Pittsburgh one wasn't bad, but that's a whole other story for another day. So Mom had her property of Black Crab Wrestling shirt on. That's all it was. It just said property of Black Crab Wrestling and it had like the little baphomet in the middle. You know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess she was back home at Walmart. And she told me she was like, you know, shopping, doing her stuff. And she kind of noticed these like group of women like older women were kind of like what she thought at first was following her up and down the aisles and she's like okay well maybe they're getting the same like groceries i am whatever they kept following her up and down the aisles and so she started testing them like going down random aisles she didn't need to go down and they were still following her so finally um anybody that knows my mom she is very outspoken about anything pretty much so she had no problem coming up to these women and going, what's the problem here? Because you have literally been following me for the last like 10 minutes. And these women, I'm not even joking, flat out told her 
well, we were just wondering what it was like to worship Satan. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, your shirt. And she's like, it's a wrestling promotion shirt. And I can't fully relay what she said to them, but it was mm-hmm. just like, mind your business, first mm-hmm. off. Like, there's that. Um, so that was the one I wasn't a part of. The two I was a part of was um, we were in a Target and we it, it may have been black mass it may have been black craft at that point let's be real they all kind of mix together they all kind of have the same like look to them mm-hmm. i was probably in the lego aisle looking at the like star wars legos and i think my mom had went to like use the restroom or get like a drink from the starbucks in the store or whatever and so she comes back and she just has i'm sure your mom kind of like has this look that you're like oh boy <laughs> just that like if looks could kill someone would be dead on the floor kind of look for sure and i'm like um what happened she's like well i was going to wherever she was going to and apparently she was walking by this woman and like her friend or like her family member or whatever and the woman literally grabbed the other one by the arm and like yanked her away from my mom and said don't walk near her (laughs) and i'm like okay (laughs) um so there's that and then the final story was just again we were wearing our shirts as we normally do and we were walking down a street in pittsburgh this was before i was living here at the time we were just down here for like the weekend or something and this these two people literally walked off the sidewalk onto the road to avoid walking next to us because we had our shirts on. Wow. So, yeah. So apparently we attract, um, the people who number one, don't, uh, mind their own business and two just are afraid of us, I guess. So, um, yeah. So apparently our (laughs) style of clothing is not, um, welcomed by certain people and i really don't care that is nuts yeah so it's um yeah it's a it's a fun time it's almost a game with us now or it's just like all right let's see if we can piss people off with what we're wearing today so um yeah people are just kind of crazy and um has that stopped us from wearing malachi stuff absolutely not will it never not one bit (laughs) like we're gonna keep wearing it because we know the meaning by it. If you don't want to ask or you just want to assume things, that's your problem, not ours. So, um, yeah, yeah. that's just what it boils down to. If It's kind of like the, I'm sure you've had the same thing too with tattoos or it's like, if you're not going to bother asking and you're just going to assume that my right. tattoo means something terrible, then I don't want to talk to you anyway. Like mm-hmm. I actually have reasons behind my tattoos. They're just not there for no reason. So yeah, people just need to mind their own business, pretty much. Um, have you gotten any looks because of your your House of Black stuff, or have you been pretty oh, yeah. safe? Yeah, I, w- I wore one. I was on a flight, and I had to go to North Carolina. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was wearing a black mask shirt. And as I'm leaving the airport, the random man just out of nowhere goes, Is that the devil on your shirt? I don't know. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Yeah. I didn't know at first he's talking to me. Person I'm with, he's like, and I was like, what? And he's like, is that the devil on your shirt? And and I didn't (laughs) want to get into it. So I just said, yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> kept going. You're like, you're damn right it is. <laughs> just keep walking. It, like, it, yeah. yeah. Just kept going. Uh, it, yeah, that's the only, which, but even that, just like, on a, sh- you're talking about a shirt, like, yeah, I don't know, my mindset is, if it ain't got nothing to do with me, I'm, I'm gonna keep it moving, you know, yeah. so like, it's like, I don't, unless I like the shirt, like, I'm not gonna go up to somebody and talk about what they're wearing, you know, yeah, so it's just like, like you said, people this day and age don't mind their own business, so. Yeah, and then they act offended when you, like, call them out on it and it's just like well you kind of started this like i'm just ending it no social etiquette no there's no decorum in society anymore but yeah yeah whatever that's it yeah so that was our fun story time of how we scare religious people with our clothing it's a great time (laughs) it's my favorite pastime but hey whatever it is what it is um there's always like a joke where it's just like if some older person staring at me in public i'm like what is it because i have probably three different reasons why you're staring at me so it's just like take your pick (laughs) it's just mind your own business like i'm just sitting there eating dinner like yeah people these days i I tell you um so back to actual wrestling talk on like wrestling clothing um uh these are more comments than questions um she wanted us to talk about uh, Zelina and her match. She thought she did a very good job. I think so, too. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was a little too short, but I feel like you knew what was going to happen. So I guess like they just didn't want to delay the inevitable. But mm-hmm. um, it was good. I liked that. I really liked that couple minutes standing ovation that Zelina got before the match even started. Yeah. Like, that was nice. That was very nice. Yeah. I like that. For me, um, I kind of got a little choked up. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. the... As as a fellow Puerto Rican, you know, the show like was at a fever pitch. She comes out and she comes out in the outfit with the flag. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, it was just like, damn, like I was just proud, you know. I felt yeah. really proud, you know, you know. So I kinda got a little choked up and like the match, like I I I just like at that point. It wasn't even about the match, just the reaction no. to the crowd. And if you were watching the match, it, it went exactly like I thought it was going to go. Yeah. But it was still perfectly executed. Like, you know, there's a size discrepancy between her and Rhea. Yeah, uh, yeah. When she would hit the big moves, Rhea would sell the hell out of the moves. Like, they were actually devastating. Yeah. And everything that was put together in the match just made it flow greatly. I love the part with the chancla where she yeah. I thought about that uh, you as soon as that happened. I'm like, oh, Eric's probably losing his mind I, over the chancla right now. Oh my god, I think P- PTSD. You know, <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things. Like, but it was just it was just uh, just immensely proud. You know, just yeah. proud. You know, it was just a beautiful moment. Them serenading her with the chance and, and yeah. Getting, you know, this just made me proud to be Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. I knew I knew you were enjoying that show too, so I'm glad oh, that uh, you great. got as much out of it as you did. It was it was really good. Definitely uh the the for me that's the show of the year. I don't know if yeah. we if we got any questions about Bad Bunny, but that was just cool. an experience. We didn't, like, but that was like that was insane just to have the entirety of that arena singing his entrance song. And that was, that was like Judas eat your heart out at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, the, it, 
I never heard anything like that in all my years of watching wrestling. No. They were singing the song, and it was louder than what was coming across on the speakers. And, and to then, think that he's not even an active wrestler in the company. He is a celebrity that comes around every so often. That's just... just, that's just mm. But his performance was just like... So good. It was just so good because you saw the moments of desperation. Like when he would get hit, he would just crumble. Yeah. You know, like he made it known that he's probably outmatched in this situation, but Damien, he's going to give it all he's got. And yeah. Damien was just giving it to him. Everything is set up perfectly, but damn, that entrance, that entrance is going to go down in history. And then, was- Jesus, just the match itself, too, just... God, you got the LWO, and then so does Savio Vega. Yet Carlito, people were losing their minds over Carlito. That was insane. That was ins- that crowd was just that God. crowd was special. That crowd yeah. was special. It's one of those things where like they come back to the states, and you're like, oh, they're not you gonna the get their reaction. Yeah, you're not gonna get that reaction. That's one of those things. Like if you're listening to this episode, you go to these live events, and you're on TV. You know, one way you could be a part of the show is just try to react to everything and pay attention and yeah. you know you know it was just i i don't know i it was just one of those things you wonder what it was that they did and they're talking about possibly making it a yearly event and i hope that they can capture that magic again every year if they're going to do it at that point because at that point they hadn't been a, a show in puerto rico since 2005 so it was one of those things where, like those people were just waiting, waiting for it you know yeah yeah and it was and on it and before we we move on to like the next thing we definitely got to give damian priest credit too he he did that was just i expected nothing less from him i expected him to go in and you know make bunny seem like a believable competitor and i mean bunny obviously did his share and damian Mm -hmm. took that and elevated it times a thousand made him look like a million bucks like he could so uh i hope that means big things for damian because i feel like He's very underrated, and I think people are just now figuring out how good he actually is, even though I feel like anybody who watched NXT knew how good he already was. So uh, I need to see more of Damien, for sure. For sure. But yeah, no, that show itself was crazy. It was just, it was wild. Um, All right, so I think this refers to Monday on Raw. Um, Brock's attack on Cody was something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... Were you surprised? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it was. He has <laughs> maybe it's like a term of endearment because these past couple times, like forgetting the match, but like the setup sees mad. Brock just beats the hell out of Cody. Like you know, what yeah, I mean? like, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like a thing. Like he he realizes like he has to take those liberties with Cody because maybe he's not gonna win the match. Yeah. Um So. I don't know. I hope they put a stipulation to this match. You know, yeah. it would be better to give them like a no holds barred or a false count anywhere sort of deal. Yeah, do something. Yeah, because like if you add that level of savagery, I think it'll work well. I think the planned uh, blood spot for Lesnar was interesting cool. because something yeah. that's something that WWE doesn't do especially on the scale of like aew <laughs> you know where so, you're blanking someone's bleeding yeah it's like you know it, it uh they brought that back a little bit so i think you gotta up the savage you know and oh yeah do something with that but you know I, if cody can go up two and oh against lesnar that's crazy <sighs> That's going to be insane. I kind of want to see it happen just because, just to see 
Brock Lutz's mind. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was definitely something. Yeah, there there has to be some type of stipulation, something mm-hmm. steel cage, maybe not. I don't think so. Mm. We we talked about the kind of overused steel cages now, so I feel like yeah, make it a street fight or something. Just mm-hmm. just let them beat the ever living shit out of each other just for the hell of it. Yeah. Uh, all right, we did kind of touch on this a little bit, but um, the fact that AEW is selling as many tickets as they are for All In with no matches whatsoever, um, it's impressive. It's just, I don't know how much more we can say. It's just, it's insane. It's good for wrestling. Yeah, and it's good for fans and just wrestling promotions alike. And because it's, like you kind of said earlier, we don't want to make it about the competition but you, you like the healthy competition or mm-hmm. wwe's gonna go in there first to the o2 arena and be like all right fine you uh guys top that and then all eyes are gonna be on AEW because if you're like us who don't believe in tribalism and like both shows we're gonna be like all right well if money in the bank's gonna be a good show which you know hoping that's gonna happen then we're all gonna be like all right so now we have to see if like can AEW top that which can they who knows depends on what the match is going to be but uh mm-hmm. yeah i'm definitely excited for it for sure for both shows yeah i am too and all right this last one was kind of just a last minute thing but i had to make a note of it in my phone um <laughs> for mom's questions we have to talk about the open house uh match from dynamite mm. so first off i liked the aesthetic they had with like mm-hmm. the dimming of the lights and like the mm-hmm. malachi's like stuff in the back um i felt bad because i feel like they got royally screwed over with time constraints because they did most of the fighting in picture in picture which we loathe sometimes and like if you wouldn't have paid attention you wouldn't have seen brody literally bend the like railing in half yeah, I caught that spot afterward. Yeah, so it's like, why couldn't you have waited to, like, why did you not do that, like, live and not in picture in picture? It was just weird, because I feel like they could have done so much more with it, and I feel like the time constraints just kind of royally screw them over, but mm-hmm. I like the potential for where this goes, because it's interesting, it's something new, it's something we're not, we haven't seen before, so... If they can give them a little more time and, you know, not make them do 90% of the match in picture in picture, I'd like to see more of it because it can open up a lot of doors for House of Black and whoever they may uh, they may choose or whoever chooses to challenge them. Like, I I love that beginning, like right before the match where um they, when Renee was like, all right, guys, what do you what do you pick for the stipulation? And Trent's like, what are you talking about? And Chuck's like, wait a minute, that we have to pick something and they're, and they're just like, Oh no, no witches of what all allowed. It was just like, it was just, I don't know why it just made me laugh. But, um, and that, it, that little ending thing too, like when they went out and Renee's like, so Warren, do you have anything else to say? And she's like, I'm so tired, Renee. And she's like, me too, buddy. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel that. I feel that orange. But, um, no, the match itself was all right. It could have been a lot better. It's just, you know, time got away from them, unfortunately, which, um, which I was a little confused by considering I have a feeling Julia and Anna's match got cut short. So I'm not entirely sure why they weren't allowed to have more time to, you know, give the open house rules a full effect, but uh, hopefully they'll do better next time through no fault of any of the wrestlers. But uh, I like to see where it goes from here. Cause I feel like it has a potential to be something really cool and unique, especially with that aesthetic. I already like the graphics, like the graphics get a big a plus for me. 
Yeah, like to me, like like you said, only bad part is felt like it was a little rushed. Um, but again, m- me personally, I enjoy the aesthetic of it. I don't need to see the fans. I like to see the action in the ring. So the dimming of the lights, shutting the crowd off, was pretty cool. Um, House of Black is always going to be cool in my book. Uh, it just like you said, the picture in picture kind of ruined the steam of the match. I, I love the ending with the with the Gonzo bomb and Malachi yeah. just standing on the corner like this is already done. Yeah, he was over. <laughs> yeah, this is academic, but um, yeah, it's just the time constraints, and that's the thing. That's the one thing I wanted to touch on. It felt like AEW was putting on a pay per view level show on TV, which is great, fantastic. Yeah. It was a beautiful show. Um, just hopefully they can keep that momentum and not feel like they have to give everything away on TV or yeah. have to put themselves under that pressure to deliver pay-per-view performances on TV. Not to say uh, that they shouldn't go out there and give it the best, but, but it's a different, it's a different aesthetic to it. You know, when you're on yeah. TV compared to pay-per-view and, and things where feuds get blown off and stuff like that. So um, it was just one of those things, like you said, they were a victim of time constraint. Yeah, and I, that's a good point you two made of, like, giving too much away on, like, TV. Because if they get these pay-per-view level matches all the time on TV, then when you actually get these really good pay-per-view matches on pay-per-view, fans are just going to be like, okay, yeah, we literally just saw something like this on Dynamite. It's no big deal. So you kind of have mm-hmm. to keep the mystique going. Right. So the the constraints and the, the self-control to not give away everything and right every make us one more while, yeah every once in a while if you want to put on one of these shows where it just has a steel cage match a hardcore match for the women house of black and you want to load it up every once in a while perfect i love it you know get some eyes on a product because at, at the end of the day after that show was done everybody was like that was a good dynamite that's yeah. what we should be seeing out of them so every once in a while you want to throw those out you know it's just being consistent again not giving away too much because you want people to watch the pay-per-view and pay for the pay-per-view but you got so much to work with there's there's potential yeah exactly so sometimes less is more but we do like those little extra little tidbits now and then right all right so that was all of mom's questions so mom thank you again for your uh feedback as always we appreciate it and all right so we are going all right so our last three questions come from uh matthew and we are given the fantasy booking pencil again we got the pencil now so all right all right so we have to yeah i was gonna say crack the knuckles get the pencil out um get your glasses if you need to how would we fantasy book a buried alive match between dominic mysterio and the undertaker it's the same buried alive guy from last time. Yeah, we he like buried him. alive matches, I guess. He, he loves him some buried alive matches. He, hey. he wants to see people get buried under six feet of dirt. Yeah, uh, hey, hey, why not, right? <laughs> I would love to see this uh, as a cinematic match, like kind of like they did with the the AJ Styles match for WrestleMania. Yeah. I yeah. think I think you can do the wild stuff like uh, Dominic is such a chicken shit that of course you have to involve everybody from judgment day to try to get the upper hand. Mm -hmm. But again, at the end of the day, I have the undertaker winning this and and burying Dominic. But could you imagine Dominic as disrespectful as he is, how he would disrespect the undertaker 
the gatekeeper of WWE. Yeah. You know, like one person you don't want to disrespect, but mm-hmm. of course you would do that to the Undertaker. I think if you give it a cinematic style match, it would be, it would be a good thing. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree with that. That'd be really good. I think like the whole story would just be based on respect. Like that one's very obvious because mm-hmm. Dominic is very disrespectful and uh, Undertaker doesn't stand for that. So, <laughs> um, how would we book Dominic Mysterio versus Broken Matt Hardy in a Hardy Compound match? Another one, another one, uh, another cinematic because I think that's the best that all, all the, the deletion matches have been cinematic matches. Yeah. So I think. It, that's the way it would go. Um, and then you can load this up because Matt Hardy has so many characters uh, in his back pocket, you know, that he can use. He can use Jeff Hardy. He can use Isaiah Cassidy. Mm-hmm. He can uh, go back and use some of his Omega Pro days and things like that. So it'd be it'd be crazy, like Senor Benjamin yeah. chasing Dominic <laughs> on, 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 on a on a lawnmower or something like that. Vagar one almost cutting his head off with the the propellers. I can see like judgment day getting involved in like Vanguard one, just chasing down Finn Balor. And he's like running away to get away from the the damn drone. Oh my God. That'd be perfect. Oh my God. And the thing is like, again, Dominic is so good at, at playing a character and and i've said it before i hate like character-based wrestlers but like he can do it in the ring he's got skill but like he's just so entertaining to watch that this that would definitely be entertaining for sure oh yeah absolutely for sure um no wait all right hold on i think someone's at the door oh yeah one minute no problem she's gonna take a break uh and get to the door see what's going on but uh, again before uh she comes back i just want to let everybody know that this podcast is available all across the board on the internet so you can check it out on spotify stitcher google uh spreaker iHeartRadio, or you listen to podcasts just search for the uh ringside rundown podcast if you can't find it just hit us up on social media and we'll send you a link all you got to do is find us on twitter we're at the handle at ringside rundown so send us a dm or a tweet saying hey do you have a link to the episode for me to check out and one of us will give it to you, no problem. Most likely on a silver platter, but uh, you have to give the silver platter back, uh, you know, before we, because uh, we only have one. We only have one silver platter, so we need that. We need that back. But again, this episode, this is episode 81 of the Ringside Rundown podcast. For any loon listeners that have been hanging out for the past two hours listening to us talk about wrestling, thank you so much for checking us out. Um, we're available every week. We try to do an sh- episode uh every week talking about wrestling and mostly just answering your questions as this episode has been about just opening up the mailbag answering your questions about everything like backlash which was a phenomenal pay-per-view again for me it was the pay-per-view of the year i guess you could say um so we'll definitely get into that but we have one more question left to go i'm gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back on yeah we're back and uh like we said, um, we would do a cinematic match at the Hardy Compound versus Dom and Matt Hardy. What would you do? Yeah, I you would have to do it cinematically, especially with that kind of match too. Like the Hardy Compound match has always been something where you have to do it cinematically. If not, it's just not going to have the same luck, look or luster to it. So mm-hmm. 
yeah, I totally agree. You'd have to just make it a compound match and or like a cinematic compound match and just make it like as campy and funny as possible because I feel like that's where it does it best. So uh, yeah. I would like to see the Judgment Day just be absolutely terrorized by Singer Benjamin and Vanguard One and all the all the shenanigans. <laughs> I agree. All right. So and our final fantasy booking would be. Um, uh, Joker, Rey Mysterio versus Dominic, like the Joker Sting versus Hogan storyline, presumably from TNA back in 2011. I will be completely honest. I feel like you would agree. I did not watch TNA back then, so nope. <laughs> um, so we could just fantasy book uh, Rey versus Dominic again because I mean we kind of we already got it before, but I'm sure they could they could fully do another version of the that feud and it, have it be just fine. Yeah, I think. Uh... Uh, they keep hinting at a hair versus mask match, um, mm. you know, which obviously is big in the Mexican lucha culture, which would be a fine stipulation. Even yeah. though Dominic has a great head of hair, you know, he's one of the best. Oh, wrestlers. yeah. And that mullet. And I'm not a fan of mullets, but that's a pretty good mullet right there. So to see him have to shave that would be a travesty. But then again, you don't want to lose the marketability of a Rey Mysterio mask. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that's wrestling royalty right there. Um, so you don't want to mess that up. So, um, you know, again, it would just Dominic is it, this would be the one that would not be a non cinematic match, and you could just go, uh, you know, let Dominic do his thing and he'll shine. I think he's at that point where he should have the confidence that whatever they throw at him, he should be good. Yeah, I completely agree, and I feel like. The family feuds are always just going to be something that you could go back to a time and time again and just find some complete different reason to revisit it. So that feud could still have legs if they were to revisit it because Dominic would never learn his lesson. He would just still continue to be a shit just for the sake of being a shit. And so he would just try to start some things again and uh, Dominic would have to put it back in his place. But uh, yeah, I would like to see another match, maybe without all the um, product placement during it, but... (laughs) It was still a good match, nonetheless, so I, w- I would not mind seeing it again. For sure. And I do believe that is all of the questions. We we, we made it. We made it. Dear Lord, like I said while we were, <laughs> before we went to that break, it's been a long episode. Yeah, it's As a we, big, chonky episode. Chonky. That was, I was just going to say that. It was yeah. chonky. Mike's favorite, uh, <laughs> Mike's favorite word, chonky. Oh, man. Uh, so really quickly, I'm not going to go and hammer too much because i did already during our break like i said just check us out um we're available on twitter and instagram same handle at ringside rundown so if you can't find uh the episode just hit us up in the dms or send us a tweet we'll give you a link to the episode on a silver platter this podcast is available all across the board on the internet check it out wherever you listen to podcasts to search the ringside rundown uh main places are like spotify apple stitcher google podcast and things like that so search spotify or anything like that search for the podcast hit that subscribe button it really helps us out and share it amongst your friends on social media so they can listen and ask questions questions are open to anybody who wants us to answer them so send us a question uh on the tweet when we post it up weekly uh you can find me on twitter at wrestling cron that's wrestling c-h-r-o-n if you want to talk wrestling shay where can they find you can find me on twitter at shailene hickson 21 uh yeah talking about all the things it really you can think about a topic i probably talk about it on my twitter so yeah uh, hit me up there 
Yes, definitely. So we're going to get the heck out of here because this is probably one of the longest episodes we've done. So again, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, We couldn't do it without you. Obviously, the numbers keep rising. This podcast keeps growing. And this is episode 81. So we're marching closer and closer to episode 100. We're making our mark. We're making our mark in the podcasting wrestling world. So again, thank you guys uh, for Shea Hicks. And my name is Eric Vasquez. And we'll see you again next time, guys. (laughs) See you later, guys.